1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Welcome to the Cultaholic
3: Wrestling Podcast.
2: If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome. To the Alcoholic Wrestling Podcast, usually brought to you by myself, Jack and Ross, but two people are on holiday, well-deserved holiday this week, so we joined special guest this week, just for you people at home, or on the bus, or whatever you do with your mask on, Mr. Adam Pacitti. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great, the man with a plan, and that plan is to pay us sometimes. And also, the, <laughs> myth, the legend, <laughs> All right. Mr. Tom Campbell how you doing tom
4: i'm good thank you now matthew and i we meet on a weekly basis but i think this is the first time me and adam pacitti have interacted since i think 1997
3: yeah it's it's been been a long time i've I've seen your face in person for the first time there in five months just a moment ago you're in the other office next door it's been an awful it has been that long hasn't it that's apart from one spot skype call (laughs)
4: that's it that's it disgrace it's been. We did the whole Wakanda handshake, which is the new thing now, where you where you bump, uh, you bump elbows. Is it the full Wakanda handshake that people do, the one they do in the Marvel movies?
2: Not a clue. Okay, fine. <laughs> How are you, Matthew? Uh, I'm, I'm doing crap actually, but I'm very. <laughs> you're, you're, happy. you're under the weather. What's going <laughs> right? on? It's, it's not the it's not the COVID, is it?
3: So that's 2319.
2: No, no, it isn't. It's the feeling of food poisoning that won't sod off. And Just, I felt really bad. The symptoms. Uh, feel like I have got food poisoning. And I went to my friend's meetup on Friday, and he made lovely homemade stew, his own bread, and everything else like that. And I went home that night, and I had that feeling of, oh, I'm ill. So you almost, it's almost fun because you have those really weird dreams, and it's followed up by the day after waking up like after four hours non-sleep and being on the toilet for six hours, and just waiting for it to come out of both ends. And I was on the the toilet that long. I listened to two, Something to Wrestle With podcast the entire way through. And one of them was the WrestleMania 19
3: episode, which is almost (laughs) as long as WrestleMania
2: 19. So uh, I'm all right. Don't worry.
3: You're making good use of your time, at least.
4: (laughs) In a way. You know when you've been on the loo too long is when you get through two adverts for Bluetooth read out by (laughs) Conrad. It's when you've been on the loo too long.
2: Are
3: you feeling any better at all, Matthew?
2: Yeah, today I did some star jumps, on so tickety-boo. Was that before or after yeah. the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was it. He was, it was, it was squeezing out me like a tube
3: of toothpaste. <laughs> oh,
2: but, um, right. How has how was your health been, Adam Pacitti?
3: <laughs> I've been a mess. I think everybody, like, I, you mentioned before we started that you were getting comments saying that, uh, from people who were just worried about me saying I look like death warmed up. But those streams, so it had been like five months of them. And there's, there's no way of doing that and getting into any regular sleeping pattern because obviously like do it starts at one in the morning, goes until either uh, three, four, or if I do some Twitch after, which I was doing like seven in the morning sometimes. Um, and then there's like I've got a day to recover and then I have to do it all again because it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I was do- I, uh, at peak, I was doing seven a week. And because, you know, like ad rates have been so down we've been really honest about the fact that like it's been a, it's been a tough old time and so people have been really generous in like subscribing on the twitch and all that sort of stuff and and, and super chats and all of that so it's been so appreciated but i've realized how unhealthy it was making me like it really really did I, I and i was i was working crazy hours but on top of that i had this sort of brain fog which meant I wasn't really working in any sort of productive way. So I was just cracking on with stuff and then making loads of mistakes and having to fix it. I've got back into it now. And like I went to bed yesterday, 1030. I slept until about half six this morning. I feel amazing. I feel, yeah, I like, I feel like a new person. So yeah, uh, sorry, I'll give you a very long answer there. But I'm genuinely I've, I've, I've realized that it was a mistake to do it for that long. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. But uh, it was kicking the Now I'm a human again, and I've got a week off next week. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've got a week (laughs) off.
2: Well, I'm glad that you've given us all that information because I know there are people, as I said, are looking at you going, is he okay? I'm like, I don't know. He's not talking to us because he's too busy streaming. He's on TV (laughs) more than
3: Jim Carrey and the Truman Show. Just to say, you already know this, but if I hadn't been doing that, would I have completed Spyro 1 and 2? Would I have completed Until Dawn? Would I have completed uh, Virtual Springfield? no. I would. I, did- I didn't even complete. It. I didn't get all the cards. It's rubbish. It's a- well, it's fun. There's a lot of nice references in there, but it's clear it's not a game, is it? And the trading cards. A- it's
4: like great. a museum. It- Do you know what it's like? It's like in Carter. Do you remember in Carter? Oh, bloody! I yeah. loved Incarta. It's basically great in Yeah. It's it's that. It's the because they have the adventure game within in Carter, and Virgil Springfield is 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 exactly that.
3: Have I ever told you about the, um, the game that I made up? Somebody's going to steal this now and monetize it somehow. I've been trying for about 15 years. When we were in high school, me and my mate Tom Scallon came up with a game. He used to call it Wikifindia which is rubbish, I came up with the name Clickipedia, which is obviously really, really good. The idea is, right, and I hope this doesn't exist. Somebody's going to be in the comment being like, oh, I used to play that as well. Shut up. I came up with this 15 years ago. You, uh, You choose a page to end on, let's say Dave Benson Phillips, and then you both press random page, fastest person to get there, and bonus points for the fewest clicks to get to Dave Benson Phillips using only blue links within the body of the text itself is the winner. Isn't that a brilliant game? I like that. I'm going li- like to stream that. I'm going to stream that on Saturday night, you know. Yes! <laughs> no, I like no. it, I like it. No, There's the last one, Matthew. It's the last one. It's a goodbye, <laughs> it's a farewell stream. We've done a t-shirt. I'm going to play Habo Hotel. I'm going to watch Woolworths adverts. I'm going to watch QVC. <laughs> it's going to be a whale of a time. <laughs> tune in, twitch.tv, what's less cultaholic? Red sling. Yeah, don't bang, tune in. Not a bang a whimper. <laughs> Good Sorry, time. yeah. Are you well, Tom? <laughs> uh, I, might this, me, I might
4: have broke my toe, but apart from that, I'm all right. What have you done? Just, just punch the... Not punch, because that's, that's my hand, isn't it? Uh, I punch kicked, your toe? Uh, I punched my own toe out of sheer desperation. No, just on the phone and just nonchalantly just uh, uh, kicked the bed as I was walking around. And, oh, caught my, caught my toe on the bed. That's bad. Didn't think any more of it until the following day when I woke up. And, uh, and Alex went, what's wrong with your foot? I so, said, I don't know. It's fine, isn't it? Oh, it's not. And It was all blue. So that's good Oh, show good, feet! Isn't it? Come on, Tom. Show feet. <laughs> hey, Get them no. out. Get the twitsies uh, out. Hey, only on my OnlyFans. Nowhere else. <laughs> right. Gotta, gotta make. Gotta gotta make that. Gotta make that lockdown money somewhere, ain't I? <laughs>
2: you no, know, no. when Tom's streaming the Microsoft desktop or <laughs>
4: Sim, you can see it.
3: Good hey, times. I'm,
4: if I'm streaming anything, it's retro Sonic the Hedgehog games. That's there that's my jam at the moment. Big fan. Of I, that. I, yeah,
3: I, I watched. I watched some of it. You. you I, I, you were playing the level that was my, my favourite because I really like um, arcades and fruit machines and stuff you were on the one with the, um, the, the three reels
4: the casino night zones
3: huh? that's the one that's the one really fun level I, I used to get pissed off because the, uh, the countdown would be happening but I just wanted to play the, the bloody fruit machine game I didn't want to get to the <laughs> end of the level so much fun let me on the fruit machine <laughs> yeah should we talk about oh,
2: wrestling news like, yeah. enough of pulling the one arm bandit we're going to move on to the news <laughs> section now And it's been a good and bad news week, so we're going to go up and down like a horse draws, just so everyone's uh, well aware. Uh, Tessa Blanchard apparently demanded $150,000 to return the Impact World Championship belt, which I think if you added up all the people's wages would be... uh, Anyway, I'll move on. Uh, Obviously, Impact then, well, it doesn't cost that much to get a new belt, hun, so have fun.
3: She's Uh, posted it back now, right? They said that sure. her people, whoever those people are, uh, said that she um, she didn't have the address, <laughs> and so that's why. Was that this week? That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, what difference been, a difference a week makes. It's been Fine. sent
4: back, but it, but a delivery driver just threw it into Scott Demore's garden, and they're yet to <laughs> find it.
3: With neighbour. <laughs>
2: WWE uh, told the shareholders that they were only expecting to make. 10 to 12 million dollars given the whole lockdown situation. However, because they saved so much money via not tran- uh, transporting stuff around via touring, stayed right in that little performance center, they actually made 40 million, 4 0. <laughs> Good for them, another win for the little guy. <laughs> Speaking of which, The Rock has bought the XFL for 15 million dollars, which is a bit odd because I'm pretty sure Vince Man sold. WWE stock for about $100 million to be able to restart it. And you only got 15 back. So I don't think the Rocks bought it. I think CEX has taken it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Any
2: thoughts here of the mighty mighty XFL? Well,
4: there's a bit of a kickoff with that because apparently the, um, the consortium that were sorting the liquidation uh, are complaining that, they could have made more money out of it. So they, they're they going to put in a bid to stop The Rock. You can't stop The Rock, can't stop The Rock. Uh, they, but they are pursuing for more money, essentially. So, But whether or not that will come about, I don't know. Joe Hendry had the tweet of the week when it came to The, the, the Rock buying the XFL, where he has figured out that we are all just non-playable characters in The Rock's career
2: mode. <laughs> it's pretty much what's going on. It's just... Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Wilfred Brimley passed away a uh, famous actor slash o- uh, Quaker Oats spokesperson most known for being the diabetes meme in late <laughs> years his last tweet was a wrestling one uh, people ask him, him what would you be if you were a wrestler what would your name in wrestling be popular choices included this is his tweet the under Quaker Brimstone didn't get that one Brimley the diabetes <laughs> or beastus sorry messed that up <laughs> or my personal favourite Kilford Brimley. Nice. That's, <laughs> well, that's strong. Well played. Thank you very much, Wilfred. Uh, everyone should go home and, and watch The Thing. The original, not the one where, whatever. Uh, UK wrestling legend, Rollerball Rocco, passed away.
3: He did. My dad messaged me about this. I found out via my dad, um, Nigel. It's his birthday today, by the way. Not by the time the, the, the listeners uh, have got this on. It was yesterday. But um, oh. he messaged me, and I've got the, I got the thing up here because um, I knew we were going to talk about it. And I said, um, he, he said, sorry, just makes you realize that we all get older and time moves quickly. One of the most entertaining wrestlers that I'm sure could have made decent money if he went the way of Davy and Dynamite. Always a good work rate that preferred to be a heel when he could quite easily have been a face. So a very touching tribute <laughs> from my father there. And that's how I found out about it. He's a big British wrestling fan, big British wrestling i I just sent him a nice uh, British wrestling book for his birthday and one on martial arts as well.
4: You forget how much of an impact Rollerball had on the scene. Like he talked, you know, he was the people. You know, you talk about the matches he had with Dynamite Kid and Marty Jones. Like he was there on the ground floor with Dushin Liger. Like this, and and you have wrestlers to this day who uh, owe it to Rollerball Rocco, you know, and, and and people of that ilk. World of Sport is is massive for that. Like you, the amount of desert island grabs I've done with guys from the states who who. Foot so much love towards world of sport and guys like Rollerball Rocco, paving the way. It was really sad that he went this week.
3: He's a really handsome older man as well. Mm. He looked amazing for his age, didn't he? He aged right? very well with yeah. Rollerball Rocco.
2: You're like, oh, when was that photo taken? Like uh early two 2000- thousand like two no, year. years ago. Like, yep. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Rollerball Rocco. Uh like I said, the news going up and down this week. Shane Thorne has gone back to NXT after a highly successful run on Raw of having Paul Heyman not knowing what to do with him. Now Brucey e. P's come in. He also doesn't know what to do with him. So back to NXT you go. Thanks for coming, Shane. Well, he's not that interesting, is he? So... He used to send me clips of himself messing up before he got signed. Oh, Nothing but love for Oh, I
3: feel, I feel like a wanker.
2: <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, Joy Janella has banned me from game-changer wrestling events after I uploaded a clip of him falling on AEW Dark and Taz the... <laughs> best commentator in the business yelling, he filmed his ass. I love He filmed his <laughs> ass. Taz came
3: across it as, as so likable in that clip, didn't he? He was so, he was, he was having a ball. Absolutely. You know who wasn't having a ball?
2: Check out that segue. Shawn Michaels old tag partner, Marty Giannetti. I think we'll be very brief on this because the last update we got was that the police were investigating. It turns out you can't just go online and say stuff like this. Uh, you know what? I won't read out word for word. You can go find it. We'll mate. There's a nice, happy one. I did a news
3: video on it this morning. I've done, I've done four minutes on it today. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. We weren't going to do it because he's obviously not a well man. Um, but now the police are looking into it. I think it was, it's become fairly noteworthy news. But the guy, yeah, um, he's, he's just in a very, very bad place. He's been in a bad place for a long time now. And I, I, um, I actually follow his Facebook page and I look at the stuff that he's, he's posting just out of... I don't know. I guess some sort of morbid curiosity, but he's always posting about these uh, these girlfriends that he's got all across the the country. He's got a girlfriend in each state, and this is this is one of them. And it, it sounded like he was threatening her, as well as admitting to ki- uh, to killing one or perhaps more people uh, throughout his life. So I think we should stop using. Oh, he's the he's the Marty Janetti of the team because it might end up taking on a different meaning.
4: Mm. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs>
3: Yeah, is there so another tag team where
4: they've had one oh. wrestler that's done really well and one that hasn't that we can?
3: Jesse and Festus, I guess. The Jesse and went on to do all right, didn't he? I was yeah. to, who was gotta the, who's got to be the good one of that? Oh, Festus, <laughs> are you having a laugh? Slam after Jay,
4: who else? <laughs> Boss Man and Buchanan. Um, <laughs> actually, no.
2: Uh, <laughs> the new Rockers. Because it'd be the only time in history someone could say, you know what, he's the Al Snow of the team. (laughs) He's
4: the Al Snow compared (laughs) to the Marty Gennetti of the Marty Gennettis. Oh, that's that's Tag Team Inception. Leave it in the comments. Who should be the new Marty Gennetti? Yeah, you let us know.
2: (laughs) Uh, WWE planning SummerSlam in Atlantic City, New Jersey, as I knock over a bunch of stuff on my desk. Over the past week, WWE has been looking for a new location for SummerSlam. Uh, is all a press release, isn't it? Blah, blah, blah. I've been told two different sources over the weekend that the feeling is SummerSlam will be happening outside the PC. It's going to be maybe in the
3: northeast part of the US. No clue if there's going to be any fans there. Okay. It's been rumoured it's been all over the place. There's been the beach, there's been a boat, there's been oh, everywhere, right? And I, I don't really know much about New Jersey, but I think with an, an outside attendance of 500, which they're legally allowed to do, they could create a pretty good atmosphere. So That was the last
4: time they checked was the uh, the... The the governor of New Jersey says indoor I think was sh- that was shortened to twenty five outdoor can be up to five hundred as long as social distancing is maintained so a nice outdoor show as the sun is setting if you uh, if you follow Game Changer Wrestling you would have seen uh, GCW Homecoming and GCW Keep in Touch over the last couple of weeks and they've been beautiful shows that have been held uh, near the coast and and the the aesthetics really nice. It's going to be it. great
3: for the fiend, isn't it? It'll be so oh. spooky. Seagulls pooing on him as he comes out. It'll be <laughs>
4: brilliant. The sound of coin machines going in the background.
3: Punching Judy on.
4: Walks past a guy eating a hot dog. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs>
2: here Dad yelling, yeah. how oh, much for an hot dog?
4: <laughs> Who's
2: that bloke over there? Especially by the, the sea and everything, because the wind played hell for GCW, because um, Facade tried to do the... For, flamey stuff. I don't what's put stuff you put in your mouth to light it. It was so windy you went and nothing happened. And he's had to go. To the guys just
4: hit us. <laughs> if he'd been if he'd been ninety degrees the other direction, it would have been a, a much worse headline than man attempts fire and nothing happens. Yeah, It'd been much worse.
2: Also, do we draft? Reportedly planned for October. I'm sure it's all blown over by then, right? So, but who would I you want to draft Drafted.
3: Go on, give us a quick one. Um, I think Seth's done enough on Raw now. I think he can come over to SmackDown. Maybe Seth. Owens as well.
2: Keith Lee from NXT to Raw, so I don't have to watch NXT.
3: Nice. Oh, oh, I don't oh, think it- poor old Dexter Loomis, he's very entertaining.
2: Sadly. Not you know right now he right.
3: isn't. But anyway, what were we going to say, Tom?
4: Uh, Cedric and Ricochet to SmackDown. Go, if you're going oh, to make them a tag team... Up, but if you're going, I know, I think they should be split up. If you're going to make them a tag team, you might as well put them on SmackDown, give them a fresh start and just let them storm it. If you're going to make them a tag team. It's I'd rather them that, not be a
3: thing. I mean, I guess they've always been run by the same people, but it's a, say, it's a shame that it's Bruce now because it's largely inconsequential, isn't it? Yeah. It's just blue and red.
4: It's basically like when, when Game bought GameStation. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can go to Game Station. It's just the same place with different paint.
3: Matthew's erect. He loved that. that was, uh, I was not expecting that.
4: <laughs> well, I was working at Game when they bought Game Station. Were oh. you?
3: Yeah. it Was, uh, was, it,
4: good? It, was oh, it was. It was hilarious because we had a Game Station uh, in, in the precinct next to ours, but it backed onto us in terms of the wall, and we thought they were going to start drilling through. Because they're now owned by the same company. You could just make one big store and they never did. They just rebranded the game station as a game after a few months. And then somebody went, oh, there's two games really close to one another. We best close them, you buggers. <laughs> that's, us so a, that's g- what they did. Give us a game workplace secret, Tom.
3: Okay. A um, game workplace secret. They don't
4: do it anymore, but... Um, you. They don't do it anymore, but if you wanted to... If, you, if there was a game that somebody was traded in that you liked, you could trade it in for like a quid. within a batch of them and it was fine. They don't do that anymore. And it was probably, probably frowned upon. Probably frowned upon now. Um, other game trade secrets. Um, we shrink wrap the books to stop people reading them. That's obvious. Um, that's all I can think of, unfortunately. There's not many exciting secrets. It was from a, a life many, many moons ago. How long but, ago was that? Two th- I was working for Game when, even when it was Electronics Boutique. I'm old. Yeah, I was electronics Boutique? There. I was there when it was EB, and I was I there. Never in heard like of that. 2001, oh. I started there, and I. You remember Tandy? Was that a thing I, up here? Do you, remember, I remember do you remember Tandy, Tandy? I, do you remember Tandy? Tandy, Tandy, get your I batteries t- eight for a quid, Matthew.
3: <laughs> Tandy.
4: Love <laughs> it. They loved sorry. Andy. Sorry, do the wrestling news. Sorry. No, let's do this instead. This is far <laughs> happier. What
2: cares about wrestling?
4: <laughs> I, I can't think of any. I can't think of any trade secrets of game. Uh, I had a lovely time working there. They even let me run, run run the shop on a Sundays where I used to put Raw on the big TVs. So that was fun. <laughs>
2: I've got a quick one for HMV when I worked there. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We both did HMV, didn't we? As well. That's right. I the midnight launches they did. Sorry, technically a minute past. Whatever, because it's confusing which date it was right. Uh, we did for Call of Duty Black Ops, and we had people in the shop the, the day going, "Oh, you've got it now, right? Let's let's go on. I'll give you some money for it now." And goes, no, no, we don't have any. Any in, like, they're not in the shop. I go, all oh, right. And I was just saying that to black people. No, they only came an hour before the thing's supposed to open. So that's three different formats: Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Three different versions: just the normal steel book and the one with um, the little jeep. And some of them had names on it, some of them didn't. We really? had all that sort out in one hour. While I was a queue, a mile long down the street banging, going gizzo games. Oh mate, well, never what was again. It? Well,
4: that's weird because when the GameCube came out, and I was working at Game, when the GameCube came out, we had it for about a week. Like I was playing Luigi's Mansion before everybody. Like we had that ages before it.
2: Game got in trouble when there's supposed to be an embargo one. Uh, well, everyone gets them in, but they can only sell them on this date. They did that for the Tomb Raider relaunch, Angel Darkness. They they, they got told off for that. There uh, was a story. There was in. a
4: story of one branch. This is the last game story. There's a oh, story yeah, of sorry. one branch, which um, there was a, a. It was when Wars was open. Your favourite, ad. when Woolies was open, and they were selling um, PlayStation Twos at, at a massive discount. So the there is this is this is just a store, a rumor, and innuendo that went round that they took money out of petty cash at this one branch of game, went to the Woolworths and bought all of the low-cost play- PlayStation 2s, sold them out, bought them in and used them as stock at the game store. Genius. <laughs> Fair play to him. Excellent work. I, again, yeah. that's there's there's no evidence of this. It's a spurious rumour and innuendo. If if uh, if Gary Game is coming at me, that's all I know. Not yeah, guilty, is. Your
2: Honour. Tom Campbell's playing the role of Tom Campbell in a fictional show <laughs> called <laughs> yeah. The Olderolic Podcast. And this is the only reason, by the way, to work in places like this. for The stories later on when you bump oh. into fellow retail workers go, oh, let me tell you something, brother.
4: Retail and work it, should be like national service. Like everybody should do something. It just puts airs on your chest working a shop at
3: Christmas time. I love the way that but you did a little uh, Hulk Hogan impression there. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Did you, where did that come from? <laughs> it's, a had, it's
2: a guy who's had two years working retail. <sighs> let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dexter Loomis is injured after the yeah. mega push he's been getting. He's learned the, uh, the severity of the ankle injury suffered by Dexter Loomis is worse than previously reported. And last week's NXT injury report is revealed Loomis suffered a... I'm not even going to bother pronouncing that. It looks like the surname of someone who's going to send us a question in later on the podcast. And so he was pulled from the match by William Regal. Who knows who's going to be in his place?
3: I think it's gone down, down to don't... four, is that right? So they're doing like two lots of... T- Two singles matches, the winners of those get in the match. And is there still a triple threat next there's a, week? Or there's, a tri- there's a triple
4: threat next week
3: as well. Oh, okay, so they've got five still. They've got five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I hate that NXT injury report thing, by the way. It's, yeah! It's, it's, it's mostly kayfabe, um, but then they occasionally put a real one in there as well. It's just really confusing. But, yeah, I, I'm sad about it because, like, Loomis is uh, brilliant. I, I, I really love him as a character. He's a highlight of NXT for me. Um, So, yeah, I think it's sad. And I actually, I think he was going to win the thing.
2: Not anymore. Yeah. It's a shame he probably tripped over a camera cut. And in the final bit of the news this week, we are the third most listened to podcast of the people they surveyed at Squared Circle, bit of Reddit
3: incredible uh, so well thank you very much guys it's nice. all about me and Tom really so what can we say oh yeah right we, yeah, did, look, we did it go Ross. It. <laughs> come on
4: people love yeah. wrestling <laughs> curiosities and I'm grateful for it thank you very much <laughs> yes. I'd like to thank yeah. the academy
3: <laughs> we're no, behind congratulations Jericho. Matthew and to, and to Ross and Jack I know they weren't listening yeah. to this but that's that's really cool
2: yeah that's amazing lads well done they do all the hard work I just write stupid bollocks uh, we're behind Jericho and AEW Unrestricted never heard of them never but we're them. ahead of Steve Austin So thank you very much, Squared Circle, big fans. And that was the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic
3: Hall of Fame.
2: And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, in third place with 14%, one for Neil M. from Nottingham. And I'm gutted that Neither Jack nor Ross are here because I literally can't remember what that was. <laughs> Moving on. In second place, drunk awesome well's outtakes gutted. Only 35%. I encourage you all to go check them on YouTube, on whatever, suit yourselves. But in first place, they well deserved 49%. The Argos catalogue. Press F in the chat.
3: So. Sad, isn't it? You know they released them all. You might have talked about this last week, but um, I don't know if the website's still up. But they released um, every Argos catalogue as a digital PDF download. Really, um, you can look through. Yeah, me and my mum at Christmas were uh, were looking through them all, and, and I I remember the layouts and the ordering of each page because you would just sit there and take the ones you wanted. And yeah, no, they're amazing. All the wrestling pages and all the electronics pages and all that stuff. Yeah, you can. It might still be up. It was called the the Book of Love or something like that. The the Argos the big book but I don't know, bollocks, I don't know. It, it's online. Just search Argos Books PDF and you'll probably find it.
4: If you want something a bit quirky to listen to, um, my mates Tim and Simon do a podcast called Tim and Simon's Catalogue, which is basically going through an Argos catalogue page by page
0: that and breaking pretty. down
4: everything. It is so much fun because they're, they're writers, they've written stuff for the BBC and stuff, so they're clever people and they just... What would be a, a real dull premise in one person's hands is really, really clever and engaging in theirs. And uh, so cheap plug for them on the day that we say goodbye to the Argos catalogue.
2: I was going to say, who listened to a weird podcast like that, not realising that we've just discussed game, game station, <laughs> and it's going to get much weirder now in the Hall of Fame, which is the bit where we don't talk about wrestling most of the time. Uh, given that they're not here, I'll get the ball rolling because some people asked us about this on Twitter, us meaning the Colwag people. There was a survey done by some... Website, whatever, but it doesn't matter. Once it goes online, everyone at the gives their opinion on what was the UK's favorite ice lolly. Because uh, when we, in the future, if you're watching this, why are we talking about this? It was really hot this week. It's not today, but you know, whatever. So, and there's some debate because they had stuff like listed like magnums and feasts and people going, they're not ice lollies. Ice lollies are the other things. So, because of that and the discussion going on, and people want to hear our opinions because. I don't know why, but they want to hear our opinions nonetheless. I am nominating, not just for Hall of Fame pick this week, but also just in terms of the question, the great UK ice lolly, the
3: Twister. It's got ice cream in it. It's... What? Yeah, it has. It's got ice cream in it. I wouldn't yeah. guess that. It, it, sure, it's a it's a, lo- no. it's a lolly, but there's still ice cream on it, isn't there? Does that count? I'm, ice I'm ice being cream. a lolly. St- the middle bit's lolly. So it's an ice cream lolly. I'll go with that. So it's but not isn't the, UK's the argument? Ice it's like the Jaffa cake debate. <laughs> no, that's a cake. That's just a cake. You're describing. A cake I, ag- I would agree. I would agree that, um, that a Twister is an ice lolly, by the way. But you, you just mentioned some criteria there that you sort of stated that, or you you said that a Magnum isn't uh, an ice lolly because it's got ice cream. Other oh, people are saying that. Hang on, I'll just check that- the official cultaholic criteria for the ice lolly <laughs> thing. I mean. okay. Just a second, talk amongst yourselves. I, I did um, write no, this no, when, no, we, uh, when we started the company. Yeah, this you was did write it. I it's important. I thought Everybody was, signs I thought, it when they.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was a ridiculous thing to do, Adam, but I mean, once well, well, more, here you're proven. This you happens more than you would
3: expect as well. Ah, here we go. Uh, yes, they,
2: they are. Um, oh, okay, okay. Because oh, you can buy them from shops. In the ice lolly section. Oh, okay, there we go. A well, just, like a,
3: just like a magnum?
2: Yes, according
3: to that thing, that, that bit of paper, paper okay. that I had next to me on the desk. Well, I, it's, it's my I words. It <laughs> 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 well, I, mean, I, I love a twister, by the way. I really love a twister. Do you? So now I've got to choose a better ice lolly, really. I was going to go with something, something wrestling-related, but bollocks to that. It's not in the spirit <laughs> of things anyway. Um, I'm going to go for a fruit pastel lolly. Because they've actually got even better. I ate four in one sitting the other day, and it was amazing. It was my dinner. No, the-
5: oh, I've been looking after myself,
3: Matthew. I didn't have room in the freezer. Yeah, I know. I, uh, you should see my. Dog. All I've been eating is, is is round trees fruit pastel lollies and dreamies. No, no joke. And so, I love uh, the idea of the They made it even better. In the, the worst flavour, objectively, the worst flavour of the of the fruit pastel lolly was, of course, lemon. It's gone now. It's pineapple. It's It's been made... Um, what? It's, it's so good. That's uh, way well, worse. Well, you've full of... Oh, no, <laughs> who, who willingly picks pineapple as a As a oh, the lemon?
2: They're both bad. You're, are you an old woman? What's this one's about? Wo- one's World War One. World's
3: World War II. Just because what pineapples have killed mean? less
2: people than lemon doesn't make them any less worse.
3: What are you blabbing on about? Right, so the, the top layer, I, can't, I I won't be able to remember this in order, but the top one is blackcurrant, which it fall- normally... Which would normally upset me. Which would normally upset me because I love blackcurrant, but it's quite bitter at the top of a fruit pastel lolly. So that little bit, just the cap, just the just the what? What would you you know? Um, is enough. That's enough blackcurrant for me. And then it, it's it's layered perfectly. It's it's basically an order of my preference. It's an amazing ice lolly. There's no ice cream in it, by the way, because it is an ice lolly. Delicious. And cheaper than a magnum, cheaper than a Twister. I bought four multi-pack, one £1.50 fifty from Sainsbury's. That's a Sainsbury's in a train station. That's if I'd gone to a big one, it would have been four for a quid. do how they do it, Matthew.
4: I'm still thinking about you having four fruit dollars for your dinner. Well, I didn't in the free. I could have I squeezed
3: it into the office. The, camera, oh.
4: in. the camera's switching on. <laughs> you just go. Please oh. don't tell people how I did it. <laughs> they're
5: delicious
3: they're moreish aren't they that is, moorish, that
4: is they? bleak really... that is it, bleak. no yeah
3: after two i wasn't even enjoying myself i just i don't like waste <laughs> and i thought i i don't have room in the freezer i could have got something out i've got a, i've got a crumbler made in there i could have got the crumble out poured that out add that for uh, add that for dessert
5: next
4: day yeah, instead yeah, of breakfast uh, you know what else
3: i've been eating loads of and this is absolutely disgraceful corner shop sandwiches that's grim nobody should buy them no, literally, Mate. they're the word. They sit there for about four weeks. And I had two last night. I'm taking better care of myself now. Buy a though. loaf of bread. Buy some nice ham.
5: Like,
3: I, I, do I, it I, that I, way. Yeah, I was busy. I, I get in late and I. All right. It takes I know. No I'm time. trying. Shopping <laughs> done. I know. I know. Listen, I've made sacrifices. And part of that is my own health well-being. Can I,
4: can I encourage you to at least maybe buy some tortelloni, which you can just put in a hot pan for four Delicious. minutes, and then you've got a nice tea, which is lollies thing. and corner shop sandwiches.
3: I, I love cooking as well, and I, I'm not a bad cook either. Um, I've, I've actually got, I've got a really uh, nice curry, a chickpea curry on the go in the slow cooker at the moment. I'm going to get home, and I'm going I'm to make some rice, in the, <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. It's a, it's a proper meal. It's a proper meal. I've been getting a lot of delivery and stuff as well. They they sucker me in twenty five percent off with free <laughs> delivery. I'd be, a, I'd be a fool not to. What's yours,
2: Pachini? You're like an onion. You got lots of layers, and you're making me cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, don't to, say that. Right. What is your hall of fame pick? It doesn't have to be a lolly.
4: Okay, well it's just as well because I came in today and I thought, well, I want to put, I want to put, I really want to put my mum and dad into the hall of fame because oh. when when. They're technically ice creams, Tom. (laughs) They they are actually, aren't they? That's true. Damn it! Because uh, you know they know I've been working from home and I've not been, I've not had chance to go home as often. What with every bit of the country being on fire at different times, little fires everywhere now on Amazon Prime, Uh, and consequently, uh, I've not seen them in ages. But when I mentioned them, I'm going, you know, we're going back into the office soon. Mom's like, "Is it safe to go back?" I said, "Well, yeah, I think so." So this, in, in case it wasn't, this gift. Box arrived just the other day from my mum and dad. And it was like 50 face masks, like several litres of hand sanitizer, like these metallic hand gloves, the manliest hand wipes that you've ever seen. This this entire system in place. And and it's just the fact that through it all, like you always forget like your mum and dad will just reach out to you like that. And it just really warms your heart, something like that. And I sat there, I looked at this and went, this is something that's so so, so pharmaceutical, but it's so beautiful. And I really want to put my mum and dad into the Hall of Fame because it's my little way of putting a little stamp on. It means a lot to me, my mum and dad. I really want to do that. But Buggy, you've been talking about ice cream, so I'm sticking Calippo
3: in there. Nice, good shout. Calippo. Very refreshing. By the way, not to slag your mum and dad off, Thanks, like, mate. I Literally just spent £800 <laughs> on various... On masks, on hand this. sanitizer, on Carex. We've spent... So, what? So, good shout out to is the clipos to because... Should
4: have gone to my dad. He probably could have got you a discount. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, so, yeah, our calippos are amazing. Are really, de- really delicious. They're amazing. And really delicious. And,
4: and it's, it's, it's not just that. It's the, the functionality of a calippo that I'm a fan of. How is the fact of that you push the bottom up and then you have a little bit, and if you don't want any immediately straight away, it's fine. It's not exposed to the elements. You can pop it back in and you can leave and it. And at the end, drink it
3: down and you and get a shot end, of calippo.
4: And then at the end, you pour it down, don't you? You have a little drink. Of your calippo at the end and you get a nice little drink like a really it's basically at the end you're drinking neat squash which is a nice little kick at the end of your main course <laughs> that was four fruit pastel
5: lollies. <laughs> <So laughs> it's, it's
4: a it's a it's a wonderful it's a, it's a wonderful meal it's a wonderful meal so yeah calippo for me
3: that's interesting because the one that popped into my head after matthew started talking about twisters was calippo shots which i'm not even sure if they oh. make them anymore um, they were a nightmare to get out because they would all stick together straight away, and you couldn't actually get them through the little hole. But very refreshing again. So I've got to stop doing that with every everything that I talk about. It's just, <laughs> uh, so I'm, uh, they they were really good, but I, I'm not. I think they might have been discontinued. We've been chatting away on the old cultolic Discord about discontinued food and drink lately. So I've got a lot in my head. Um, just because we've been blabbing on about it for ages. You remember Fru Fru's?
2: Fru Fru's? Do remember Fru
3: Oh, he, he flew in in tubes, what it was called. No, right? no, that's Fru's. That's Fru's. Freezer Fru'b. Freezer Fru'b, oh. delicious. That's an ice cream in itself. Really nice. I remember Fru Fru's. My favorite thing that they don't make anymore food, Fuse chocolate
2: Delicious. Bar. Delicious. Because they got like a yeah. load of chocolate, fruit, and nut and crammed it into that. For 50p, that was a meal. Oh, yeah. You couldn't eat four of them. That's a medical improbability.
3: <laughs> like a cool Mars Delight. It's 50 eggs. Mars Delight, little tube of wafer running through it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Don't do make those anymore. No, not for oh. donkeys. A twirl's still a thing. What is? Twirl. Twelve. Oh, yeah, Twelve twirl's kicking about, I Are think. Are they still a thing?
4: Yeah. Every so often, every so often they, they'll put out a press release saying, we're going to stop making this particular chocolate. And then there's a groundswell of people buying them. And then they end up sticking around. And I remember seeing one about twirls. I thought twirl might have, uh, you know, no, if I any if, if time you're going to dump twirl from your repertoire, it was going to be during a pandemic.
3: Aero so came back, might. didn't it?
4: Aero, area. Yeah. Did cream eggs, now, cream eggs, right? No, did did cream eggs tried? go away?
2: No, no. They, they changed the recipe for the chocolate because mm. I think Cadbury's has been slowly doing that because, well, it got harder to get chocolate for a number of reasons. No, it was bought out by an American company. They changed the recipe. Oh, was that the reason? why oh, there was two different stories so, yeah. then, yeah. But I didn't realize this until Cream Egg, Inc. Whatever went on Twitter and said, "There's been a Gary slight cream change, Egg. but it's the same great taste and all that." And I don't know about this because there's so many different parts of YouTube, like Cream Egg YouTube, which is filled of all these women going, "What's this stuff?" and all and all this and just going, "How dare you? You've killed Cream Egg!" And I only knew about it because of the sheer backlash that they were causing. All these Amazing. angry people eating Cream Egg going. Different.
3: They're not as good, and I love a cream egg oh. me, but they're, I'm not going to complain about them being smaller because that's a thing; it just happens. But they don't taste as good.
4: But they don't go away, do they? Because I always, because I always see adverts saying cream eggs are back, and I and I think I don't ever see them not there. There's like Town this land, weird. You
3: can get them all the time, I think.
4: Exactly. There's always places. There's this sort of time paradox where cream eggs come back and the DFS sale ends, where <laughs> it just everything lives in perpetuity and. Uh, <laughs> I, I just—it's just funny because I've never seen them go away, but they always see our advert saying cream eggs are back. Well, yeah. I'd hope so.
3: And anyway, I'd, I'd, I'd do choose a caramel egg over one, Cadbury's oh, caramel over them. really caramel nice cream that. egg. Get your tongue in there, nice. Uh,
4: <laughs> and the caramel anyway, cream I'll eggs. do
2: this for the twist, and we'll move on. Because I'm sure people are like, "Can you talk about them please?" No, so the reason why no, I no, no. This is-, is
4: free. They can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is free.
2: I've already got your vote, squared circle. We don't care what you say. <laughs> but... Yeah, I picked Twister, not just because they taste lovely, but because the one time, and my mum keeps on bringing up, we're at the motorway service station. Me and my brother are like, we have a Twister. She's like, all right, pays the money. And we go out, and we're so happy being little lads with our little ice lollies that we walked out and were very nearly hit by a car in the car park. And my mum was like, no, come back. And we didn't. And she was like, oh, God, imagine if that had happened. I bought those ice lollies. You got hit by a car. I'd never get that 250 back. <laughs> So, to summarise the Hall of Fame bit, which was about half an hour ago, uh, the picks this week are the Twister, the Superior Lolly, the Round Trees Fruit Pastels Lolly that used to be advertised by the guy from Eurotrash, and Antoine, uh, We and Tom was going to make his parents, but he said stuff them. It's the Calipo. Calipo? Calipo? Calipo. Calipo. Calipo.
3: Calipo. That's something you get on the bottom of your feet. guys. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Scalabo from Yorkshire And you can vote for any one of these three ice lollies To prove finally, definitively What is the best UK ice lolly By simply going to patreon.com Forward slash cultaholic
3: That says this week in the wrestling It's this
4: bloody week in the wrestling ha!
2: Now for this week in wrestling Smackdown Well rather than grumble about uh, the poorness of Smackdown Every week I'm going to bring a new fact to make it more interesting than watching the 2 hours of poo. Uh, Smackdown's fun fact comes from me. Did you know that flamingos aren't actually pink? It's the it's from the food that they eat. they eat that much uh is it shrimp or maybe prawns, I don't know, I'm not a flamingo. Fruit pastel uh, lollies. Fruit pastel lollies, that's right. That <laughs> the pigmentation causes them to turn pink. They're actually mostly white if they weren't eaten. Fruit pastel lollies. Sometimes four for one lunch
3: so if you saw a, a flamingo that was just eating I don't know, chicken and chips or whatever, it would it wouldn't be pink. Aye, and it big be complaining about Mike Ashley. So AJ Styles <laughs> defeated
2: Grand Metallic. It's Grand uh, Metallic? What was that? What was that voice? It's different. Grand not, Metallic. Well it's it's a non English thing, so it's not... <laughs> Okay. Grand metallic.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grand old metallic.
2: Grand metallic. King Corbin defeated Drew Gulak. Oh wow.
3: Biggie. <laughs> no, but there was a turn. There was a, that's why that's why I included it on the notes is because Gable's gone and joined him. I guess going after the I'm sorry. Disparity. It's it's Jeff Hardy. Well, you can blame WWE.com for that. They've changed oh, their no, things around. Oh no, you the just... WWE descriptions. Oh, big time. Oh. I had a couple of notes like uh, on the set on that 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 next one, the Bailey one rather. Uh, Nikki turns heel. Fiend attacks Alexa. That's all me. Great. <laughs> you can tell. Six those words.
2: Straight and to the point, like yourself. And yeah, uh, cross was rushed after the latest defeat, and shoved five feet a fury at the mat. A confused Bliss was left alone in the middle of the ring until the fiend Bray Wyatt emerged, uh, paying two hundred dollars to ask Alexa Bliss. Four hundred. She was a four hundred if she could be his date. She had to in <laughs> decline, and the demonic figure delivered a mandible claw to a stunned Bliss.
3: Hmm. I liked it. I thought it was an intriguing end to SmackDown. I didn't think it was a bad SmackDown either. I enjoyed the big E match. Uh, I'm glad to see that the singles pushes off to a, a good start, defeating a former WWE champion, no less. Um, AJ Styles versus Grand Metallic uh, was, um, was underwhelming. I thought that I, I genuinely thought that was going to be like a bit, of a bit of a game changer for Grand Metallic there. I thought it, that, he was going to do something to wow us, and we'd be all like, yeah, come on. It's the bloody Grand Metallic movement. But it was just a match, and it wasn't even that good. It, was yeah, right. it wasn't a Smackdown. bad SmackDown. I, I, I think you're being unfair on SmackDown. I, I, oh, no, I don't it's just generally
2: it's... I don't really enjoy the product, and I'm trying to be <laughs> uh, a weird a weird fan, where if I don't like it, I'll stop watching it for a bit. So nothing wrong really, with that. Nothing wrong with that. So I've been watching Big E, and the stuff on YouTube, and like, yeah, Big E exists, he's beating people, and I'm happy with that. Uh, Tom? Any thoughts on SmackDown?
4: Um, I like to see Big E doing good things. Uh, the Bliss and Fiend bit, as Adam said, was just, uh, was, was on, you don't see stuff like that in WWE anymore, which is why it stands out so much. And uh, I thought, I thought it was great. There's, this there's, there's little bits on SmackDown that I really like. I don't know, I don't know why we feel the need to put Shorty G and Corbin together after everything, Um Weird, weird parallel between that and NXT this week which we'll talk about in a bit and uh, I just I, it just seems like a waste of, of Shorty G I feel like he could do he could be doing more I'm gonna be one of those fans that wins. they could do more with them but I feel like they could
3: it's Shorty a bit G of a death space. sentence though isn't it doing anything with Corbin it, do, it yeah. doesn't really help many people
4: not really that's my thoughts on
2: SmackDown those are lovely I'm sure we'll <laughs> have no thoughts whatsoever For Monday Night Raw,
4: ah, it was a very middle of the road show. Nothing, nothing happened of any major significance. To give us a flamingo fact again,
2: (laughs) flamingos prefer feasts. Anyway, uh, United States champion (laughs) Apollo Cruz. Flamingo,
4: when it isn't moving, is a flaming stop. There you go. Can
2: you kick people from these? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the other office. (laughs) Tom just puts his hand like off camera and comes off the phone <laughs> for Tom. Apollo <laughs> Crews defeated MVP to unite the two titles, and this is weird because Apollo Crews was announced as being injured, and a lot of people, myself, assumed that when they said, "Oh, he's injured, he's pulled his muscle or something, something," blah blah blah. He's got COVID. Uh, Apollo Cruz is back. Presumably, he's okay, and he's won the title back from MVP a few weeks later than expected.
3: And yeah, that's all oh, I was so MVP was going to win on the pay per view. Just yeah. I don't care about Apollo, and I don't think I ever will. I like MVP. I
2: like the stuff he's doing with the other guys. They're cool. They sound awesome. And then you give the microphone and pull of Apollo Crews. Bless him. He's so physical and able to do the cool flips and stuff. But the mic, and it was just the longer he went, the less he cared. Yeah, woo, I won. Yeah. Uh I won! Bloody hell. You know, there was, <laughs> there was nothing. You know. I like I like him in theory. Nijax was suspended indefinitely without pay. No, not from personating a wrestler. Who said that? After actions last week, resulting in a fine because she attacked uh, Pat Buck. To be official, and God, that's weird to think about because he's been an indie guy for so many years. And so, it's like, all right, cool. How much did I get paid? Uh, how much do get suspended for? Cool, I'll hit you again then. Must get me money's worth. And that was that. Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler
3: ended. Apparently, there's no much.
2: contest here.
3: Yeah I, yeah, I saw I saw everybody getting upset about it, but I've not I, I, all I've watched from from the Raw is, is some of the highlights, so I haven't actually seen this match in full. Any good? The
2: match it was, itself, fine. I think the quality of the women's wrestling on Raw and I guess SmackDown cause it's pretty much the same roster right now is really good. I love what they do in the ring. It's just everything around that, and this is why. Again, Sasha Banks took on Shayna Baszler. Bailey's at ringside. Asuka came out and she had a Raj, and the referee turned it into a contest.
4: Because Asuka attacked Bailey at ringside. They threw that's the match
2: right. out. No! to no. do a Banks or Beazler. Well, that's bollocks, isn't it?
3: Yeah. yeah. So I, I hate the, the bastardization of the rules all the time. They just... They just It happens... I, I, I'm not one of these people that wants a set rulebook because storylines and creative can dictate things that, you know, uh, that, that change that. But there needs to be some sort of, It just sets a bad precedent, doesn't it? It, it doesn't make any sense. A bad president, like Jack Tunney.
5: <laughs> and then,
2: ratings are down. What do you do? Who do you turn to? That's right, summary from the 90s. Shane McMahon made his return and revealed raw underground to the world. It worked and I was good, actually didn't it? very intrigued by this. I'm like, all right, go on, show us what you got. Get the ratings out the gutter. Shane McMahon promised to shaken things up, and he did just that, revealing raw underground which served as a battleground for Dury's toughest fighters to prove themselves with few, if any, rules. So, just Monday Night Raw. Shane and Mac then introduced the towering Dabba Kato. Got that right? Yeah. There we go. And brutally knocked out two opponents in rapid-fire succession. All right. So, again, I was intrigued by this. It's like, look, it's got to be something better than nothing, something better than the sterile performance center. Let's go backstage. Let's see it. And I'm like, okay, looks different. Looks cool. They're all, you know... Blood sporty, whatever. Shane's sweating already, so you know it's hot. And then the camera cut. Start happening, and you could barely tell what was happening. And it was the zoom in, zoom. Oh my God, look at the blah, blah, blah. and there's that guy from months ago that we talked about previously. And then there's a match. Hey, and then there's another dude, in that. and it was nothing. It's complete. It was less than nothing. Didn't mean anything. I think the only thing that's meant to people is the fact that everyone's arguing over which company they stole it from, because <laughs> Jakara are leading the race, and that wherever it's going. Because apparently Shakara presented that as a pilot to them, or so I'm being told. And then he went, "No, I won't use that." And now Chikara, uh, you know, MIA. Yeah, he oh, did I, it as I the Crucible.
4: It. Yeah, they did the it as crucible, the Crucible yes. for that. So, yeah, and him that-
2: them and Riley or Sullivan. <laughs> so that's the only thing there, uh, Adam. What did you think of Raw Underground?
3: I liked it. i i yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested by it. Um, I think aesthetically it looks really, really cool. Um, I didn't personally notice the camera cuts. So it's interesting you say that. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, I, maybe I was just so fascinated by what was going on. Like I didn't, I'm not saying it was it was fantastic or anything, but I'm willing to give it a chance. I think there are, there are really good things about it um in the it's going to give people exposure who don't get exposure and some people are going to look badass because they can trounce someone in 30 seconds it's it, to me it's like hey you could do a squash match in quite an interesting way make someone look really hard in 30 seconds that's cool what i don't like about it and it's it is a, a problem i think is if if you're presenting that as real fighting then what's the rest of Raw? Because the the aim is to suspend your disbelief and believe what you're seeing in the ring, even though we know, we all know it's not, is real. So if that's real, then what does make what, what does it make the rest of the show? So I think that's a little bit problematic, but I'm still, I, I think it's interesting. And uh, you know what? It's It's been such a tedious few months of Raw in the performance center in front of 20 people that I, I think it's something to break up the show is, uh, doesn't bother me. Thomas?
4: Um, I I thought it was two ideas that somebody had for this bit. that It, it felt like... When I, the first clip I saw of it before I sat and watched all of Raw was Shane McMahon bringing Babatunde out. And the first thing you think is, what a week for Ross to miss. And uh, Babatunde comes out and batters people. And I thought, okay, that's cool. My first thought was, oh, this is how we meet Babatunde. This is a device to bring in Babatunde. Like it. And then later in the night, after you watch the whole thing, later in the night, you have MVP Shelton Benjamin and and, uh, Lashley come out and announce that they're here to run Raw Underground. We're the Hurt Business. Businesses boom in. Let's beat people up. So it felt like two ideas. It felt like the the way to introduce Babatunde and a device for the hurt business to run a business and instead of just picking one and honing in on it they just went oh, i'll just do both and consequently i think that's where people have lost the uh the love for it a little bit because it feels like it's too many cooks spoiling the broth I in agree, this
3: those, those are two separate weeks aren't they that hurt business stuff comes in four weeks time yeah yeah you I, do, I, do that I don't down know why the line that happened down, yeah i totally agree there
4: they was they were in such a rush to get that over, whether or not they want to get something in the can before Summerslam, but at least let it breathe for at least let it for a week before doing that. Like I'm, I'm not against the idea at all. I just it just felt like, and and when you know the 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 behind the scenes stuff, you like how chaotic Raw was that day. Like they were they were rushing the tapings up until like an hour before, and you can see some of the wires metaphorically in that so you get the vibe that they just kind of went after a point look that'll do we'll just stick that out and go for, and go with it and I think because of that that damaged it somewhat
2: well said Tom yes um, for this and we'll give it some patience because I'm a nice guy as long as it's the end result is somebody gets over out of this because mm. they they seem more focused on the fact that Shane O'Mac was back it's Raw Underground woohoo than any of the wrestlers they did so little to get the other guys over that it almost was like Shimmer Man starring some people behind us who look really into it, especially with the uh, the royalty-free music playing in the background, that you almost forgot that Babatunde was there and all the other people are trying to push and Dov Ziegler was there. And like you're like, they were they were background characters when they should have been the main characters. So totally if someone right gets it. over out of this, fantastic, because they need stars. They needed stars two Shane's years ago. No. Uh,
3: you, you, no, you reminded me of something that, that did strike me as a problem that I totally forgot about, uh, is that it appeared that Shane was in charge of the fights, not in an MC capacity, but he was going to the referee. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Call it off. Call it off. That's not his job, right? That's the referee's job. What, what is Shane's role in this? I think that needs to be more uh, more clear. Because that, that annoyed me. Mm.
4: If it ends yeah. up with Shane being the manager of Babatunde, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I, I, as a thing, I'm all right with that. If that's what this whole device is for. But I don't think
3: it is. I don't
4: I think, don't think, think is it right. is now. But, but my initial thought was that would work, and apparently it's not.
3: Mm. No. I don't know.
2: And at the other bit to talk about on Raw, do you notice there were some technical issues? You're very <laughs> subtle, so maybe you didn't notice them. They all stopped and went, well, the lights have gone out. Must be the weather we're having. Five master sailings set fire to the WWE Performance Center's generator. On hey, night you'll ten- never This
3: yes, is it the big a, question, isn't people? it? So we'll be, we'll be talking we, about it is in, is in, is in it a little is. bit. But I, 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 like, I like the generator being on fire in the Molotov. I think that would look cool. Um, it's going to be underwhelming, but hey, that's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is.
2: Babatunde throws it after not winning the first match or whatever. <laughs> that would be Amazing. We'll get to that later on. The other highlight was Seth Rollins coming out and going, rah, 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 to Tom Phillips. And <laughs> Why is Samoa he talking Joe's. like Gruntilda? Yes, Seth Rollins. <laughs> that was perfect. Pitch perfect, Seth Rollins. And Samoa Joe going, standing up, very dramatically, and Seth Rollins, you don't want to do this, Joe. And Joe going, no, Seth, I do. I was like, oh. I've forgotten how good Samoa Joe was at Everything. Tantalizing so. that was. That led yeah. to obviously Dominic
4: and oh, Seth yeah, being set up and all of that good stuff. Can we mention the Orton Drew promo from Raw as well? Because that was really good. No. Nah. Give some props to that. Okay, fine.
2: Oh, go on then, Tom, because it's you.
4: <laughs> the promo was really good um, it was just uh, it, Drew's really good and and I want to give lots of love to Drew McIntyre for this because ever since he's taken on this, this this almost poison chalice of being like the lead guy in WWE during like the most unprecedented of times uh, he's just risen to the occasion. And he's just gone, look, it do not matter, whatever. I'm here and I'm here to do it. And his stuff on the mic has been amazing. Like he was uh, spouting off about Randy Orton. And Randy Orton comes out and says, you know, you say the same things everybody else does. Name one, th- give me one new idea. Give me one new opinion on me that you've got, Drew. And then Drew pulls up this thing from his past, <laughs> enters promo land with it and says how when he was at a low point in his life and he was backstage, his mum was sick and all of this stuff, that Randy Orton walked past him didn't say a single word to him. And he said, that was the problem. And all the time I was there, you haven't helped a single person in this locker room. And you, you, ha- you have the opportunity to pull people up and you don't, you push people down. And I'm coming with receipts for SummerSlam. And it's just that stuff that's a little bit earthy that comes from Drew McIntyre that I think he, is, he has just been firing on all cylinders, to use a cliche, <laughs> since becoming the, the, Raw, the WWE champion on Raw. And I wanted to give some props. I thought it was a great promo. One of the best bits of the night for me.
2: Well said, Tom. The almost as good a speaker as Drew, who has been rising at the occasion like a jack on a bus. And it's a shame <laughs> that Orton couldn't go, how dare you say I haven't helped people? Uh, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., Cody Rupp, <laughs> Manu. Aye, aye, fair enough, Drew. Uh, any of other thoughts on Raw there, Pachidi. Cool, let's move on to... Ooh, you've done it weird. NXT next. Oh, I didn't ooh. know which order you did
3: it. You now did know, it dynamite. What?
2: We're here in WWE Land. It seems us I want to go all the way back over the street and coming back. Uh, Dakota Kai defeated Rhea Ripley to become the new number one contender for the NXT Women's title. It us Io Shirai versus Kai. That rhymes. At TakeOver X, starring Vin Diesel. Damian Priest defeated Oni Lawton and Ridge Holland to earn a spot in the North American title ladder match at NXT TakeOver. I like how some people are acting as if this is Ridge Holland's first time on TV. It hasn't <laughs> that much of an impression since he thing. I think the people know about the story that he was a former rugby guy who tried to get signed by WWE originally but the visa people wouldn't allow him to have one because he had zero wrestling experience. So he had to do some tours of the UK first and yeah. then get signed by WWE. Right,
3: okay. Because mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. I had no idea that you couldn't just give a visa to someone even if you're paying for it all for anything. You have to have like, you have to prove it. So
4: that's, that's why really- he suddenly rose yeah. through the ranks of like load of uh, promotions in the north of England. You know, yeah. For the former 3CW champion is Luke right. Menzies. Let's throw that out of there. Aye. Badge he wears with pride, I'm sure.
2: From the ridges of Holland. <laughs> uh, NXT champion Keith Lee defeated Cameron Grimes in a non-title match. And Imperium versus the Undisputed Era in a pretty good match. Tag team finale. Really good match. all excited. But who cares about that? Because the thing to be talking about was Big Pat McAfee taking on Adam Cole again. And this was funny to me. Actually, you, you go ahead. Cuz I, no, no, I, I I was just on your asking
3: do, do you want to see it because this does this does nothing but I, I I found the um the the work shoot stuff that they did on his show interesting if not a little poorly acted. And then I like the way that they dealt with it before the show yesterday saying, "Hey, we've kissed and made up." And there's a nice picture of um of a handshake or a triple h point or whatever it was. But I just I, I don't I don't care. I don't want to see Pat McAfee wrestle especially. I'm, I, is this a selling point?
4: That's the problem with this whole angle was whilst the bit they did, I thought was done really well. Like uh, Pat McAfee just slowly becoming a heel as the night wore on, which is like it started subtle and then just became like full blown, just constantly making short jokes about Cole. Cole comes over to have a word and uh, as he walks off, Pat, Pat goes, oh, angry little elf. And then Cole just comes back, throws water at him and it all kicks off. Ends with Pat McAfee kicking him in the head and knocking him out with Sean and Triple H splitting him up. That looked quite cool. But it's the thing, like this is you've basically just you're doing the Baron Corbin Shorty G storyline in NXT. It's a it's two guys. And the main argument is the one guy thinks the other guy is short. That's... Aaron
3: Corbyn is a believable bully. Pat McAfee is is a is a bad actor.
4: Pat That's came something. across as a uh, as a as a Twitter troll and I th- and I quite like that aesthetic because I think that's quite current. Like, he came across as somebody who was being an ass, but going, yeah, but I look, I was only a joke. They took it the wrong way, but it's not a lie. It's not one, you know, what I'm saying isn't true. And Beth Phoenix, like, metaphorically blocking him during the main event by literally leaving the Zoom call on commentary <laughs> for the main event, which is a nice little touch. Um, but I think the fact that he's not playing a bully, he's playing a troll... I think that's what they're doing. Even either way, no matter how good the build-up is, this could this could have the biscuit My Way video treatment to it. I still don't want to see Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. I still don't, and I don't think I ever will.
3: I hope we both eat our words on this.
4: I do as well. I'd rather be happy than right. Of course. Like I hope. I hope this is wrong, and they have like a a, a blinder, a, a match filled with blood and sweat and tears. <laughs> And all sorts. I they just tear it down. But and then I've, eventually
3: we can finally get Pat McAfee versus Dominic Mysterio, and all is oh. right in the world. Shane McMahon <laughs> refereeing. It's so got to be mania. Raw Underground.
4: That's Mania. That is mate. That's Mania Thirty Five.
3: Mania Underground.
2: Sorry. <laughs> mania Underground XXX. <laughs> yeah, I think the issue is I like Pat McAfee when he's being Pat McAfee. He's one of those big boisterous American dudes. I'm not an NFL fan, so it's known as the commentator in NXT, and I think he played his role in NXT as a commentator, Very not this week, but like he's been doing it as a regular guy very well. The thing is, with this, what's the story? It's two dicks being dicks to one another. And I'm not really engrossed by that. Adam Cole's a dick, he's in a Disputed Era. Pat McAfee's a dick because he's making fun of Adam Cole for alleging he's six foot. And he's like, okay, cool. And they're going to have a match. He's like, I don't care who wins. But I think the best <laughs> thing about this is We are so keen to stress how athletic and healthy all the wrestlers are right now. They're the most athletic people in the world. It's not fake. How dare you say that? Grr. Then all it takes is an an all-pro NFL punter. He hasn't played sports in years to show up. And it's like Superman fighting normal human beings. Pat McAfee, one kick, kills Adam Cole. I'm like, Okay, so is he a guest commentator or is he like, no, 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 we need his 8 million followers now to all tune in to see Pat McCarthy beat up Adam Cole. <laughs> is he now that popular? Back to, now he's like 98.
3: Am I, am I underestimating his, his popularity? Because I don't know much about... Well, if right. NFL people love him, I mean, right. he's, he's more, mm. he
2: seems to be more of a mainstream person. If people can let me know, by the way, because like I said, the only NFL thing I know is OJ Simpson. So if anyone can let us know how popular he is in mainstream, that'd be fantastic. I like
4: how you call him Pat McAfee, like he's antivirus software. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Teaming with I'm Edward trying not to Norton. do that, but Pat McAfee. How do you say
4: it? <laughs> Pat McAfee. Nah. <laughs> I just know. Can you say McAfee? You know, call him <laughs> and Pat McAfee's antivirus.
3: Change MVP yeah. to AVG. <laughs> of Randy Norton. Ooh.
5: <laughs>
4: oh,
3: yeah. sorry. It's better big, than next week's
4: big question is: What if wrestlers were pieces of <laughs> logistical software for <laughs> across Scott the Carter. years? Scott
3: I can't know, think of any more antivirus. Um,
4: Legado and Carter. There you go.
2: <laughs> Dynamite. <Move on. laughs> the Dark Order defeated the Young Bucks, in brackets, they had at no messed it up. I uh, got defeated the Elite. And in brackets, it said on the uh, match graphic, uh, totally getting along. There you go. Uh, had a really fast multi-man match. to start off AEW Dynamite. They were going so fast, I thought their wheels were going to explode.
3: <laughs> <Yep. That's all laughs> I, got thought, uh, I thought Brody looked amazing in this. When he when he hit the finish, uh, I, I thought it was brilliant. And it was good to see them pick up a win because I thought there was like a... A one in 10 chance of them winning that match, looking at it on, on, on a piece of paper. So it was actually nice to see them pick up a pretty big win. Um, yeah, enjoyed it.
2: Someone asked me, uh, someone wrote something I thought was interesting. Are you expecting them to do a segment backstage where Dark Order recruit number four or number three, if he's free, is asking Brody Lee and going, You know, you're after the best in AEW, right? And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Why are you recruiting Colt Cabana? And Brody's like, Ha 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 ha. Stop so all my cunning plan. McMahon jokes, McMahon jokes. Colt Cabana's best friends with CM Punk, McMahon jokes. So we get him, he'll come in. And then some of inform him that, like, no, no, they're not friends anymore. They have been friends for years. He goes, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, have you not heard? Goes, no.
4: Jump cut to Brody Lee. He and Colt Cabana. on a phone a looking spin. at going,
2: oh. And it just cuts to, like, at night, and it's the the Dark Order cars going over a bridge and you just see a, a
3: rolled-up carpet getting thrown off and we never see or hear from Colcabana Cabana ever again. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my head in, by the way, is when they, they're referring to them by number and then by name on commentary. I find it so jarring. They keep doing it. Sometimes they'll call them by their Dark Order number. Sometimes they'll just use their names. Don't I like think it.
2: because some members of the AEW commentary team can remember numbers better than they remember <laughs> names. MGF addresses campaign staff I like these bits I like MGF I like him doing his thing and I like his scarf what do you think Pachini? Ah,
3: he's, he's great isn't he I thought look, last week was fantastic um, for, this week was good he's just brilliant he's just brilliant he's, I'm really really hyped um, for, for, the, for the pay-per-view match I think it's been brilliant good times he's, good just, he's just amazing he's so good at what he does what, what else do you say about it he's, he's just so good
2: Exactly, hyped up uh, the pay-per-view. Sammy Guevara destroyed Matt Hardy, himself, and a table, and Matt Hardy's forehead in one 10-second bit. Very impressive. Uh, Matt Cordona, name, another name I'm probably butchering, and Cody. Oh, I
3: can't do it either.
2: I, I really Matt struggle with Cordona. it. Just call him Zack Ryder, it's fine. The artist for me known as Zack Ryder and Cody. Can not call him like, Zack Rhodes to split the difference? <laughs> Edgehead one.
4: No, the best way to remember it is the best way to remember it is if somebody is giving you their automobile, that makes them a car donor.
3: Nice, yeah, that's good. There you go. They're donating the car, Matthew. Car donor, A donor of a car.
2: Car donor. Oh wait, I get it. Right, it's uh, do, 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 do. car donor. Yeah, okay. There you go. Use that. Just to- let's, let's go away. Like no, for
4: real. <laughs> car donor.
2: Nice. Defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Jericho and Cassidy Super Wednesday debate featuring Eric Bischoff. I like this. I like this is my kind of stupid stuff that AW does really well with uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy in particular. And I didn't even realize that one of them did word for word the bit from Old School starring Will Farrell until people told me because I've not watched that in years. Tom, what did you think?
4: I loved it. I thought Bischoff was great here. Jericho was the the facial expressions of Chris Jericho made it, especially during the bit where Orange Cassidy just uh, just just comes out with all that stuff on climate change. I thought it was great.
5: Tommy frozen.
4: Tommy Tom, frozen. Am I here? Oh, he's hey, back. Hey. Buddy. there. We go. <laughs> like,
2: I, like, like, I the, uh, like the like uh, the ice ice. Caps, you are melting.
4: <laughs> That's I was doing it for effect. Um, yeah, I loved I loved this bit. I thought Bischoff was great. Orange Cassidy with uh, his speaking part was brilliant, and Jericho's facial expressions really made it as well. I, I really liked it. I I don't want to see Bischoff in a permanent role in AEW I like Bischoff but I'm nervous that if he's there they might get itchy to do a general manager of AEW type deal and I don't want that not for a good long lifetime Uh, but Bischoff here just popping in was, was a lovely little nod is it first time he's been on TNT in 20 years did I read that somewhere first time in 20 years he's been on he's been on TNT something like that yeah He's very right.
3: good at what he does. I remember yeah. when he was over for WCPW and I've never... Sorry, I think I, I didn't hear you talking and then I saw your mouth moving, Matthew. I apologize. Um, when he was over for WCPW and we did some backstage skit stuff together or some like little promo bits and he didn't need any direction at all. And I remember there was like a five-way that he had to set up and it was like, oh, and a part of that will be this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And he got told once and then he just delivered it incredibly well uh, just like without even thinking, he didn't need to be told anything, he just got it straight. I'm there, cacking my pants because Eric Bischoff sat next to me, thinking, Oh, all I've got to do is probably say, You love it or something. And then Bischoff <laughs> just comes in and he's just like, He does it, he does his four segments and he, he, he's off, he's done. He's so good at what he does. He, I think he, what I'm saying is, I think he would be an asset to the show. I don't want to see him in a general manager position either, but Bischoff's, Bischoff still has a lot of value to pro wrestling, I think.
2: Yeah, all you need to do is pop a Bluetooth and he's ready to go. (laughs) If you don't believe me, don't worry, he'll mention it. Every single hour on 83 (laughs) Weeks. uh, The best friends beat Pride and Powerful, so Pride and Powerful then went out and destroyed Trent's mom's van. Disgusting behaviour. Disgraceful. If it was slightly ruined by the fact that there was a camera inside the van, so you got the POV shot of, I guess, a van chair... Like no it's getting smashed but oh but that, we've had good. we've
4: had worse than that in wrestling we've he, had no, worse than that people
3: would in... people would butcher a uh, sorry w w e for doing that I think that's a yeah. fair criticism because people would go crazy if it,
4: that's true like okay that's fine,
2: and also been <laughs> such a busy week for news more i well also drop it here uh Rhodes' Rhodes's new idea of uh, making it easier for women to have a a space to come to in wrestling and to get advice and listen to people. And that on paper is a lovely idea. God knows it just looks like it's a terrible place for any women to be. It's a wrestling place. Fans won't get you, the wrestlers will. And what a nice idea. Um, Oh, uh, $50 a year.
3: I think it's good value. Genuinely, I I understand the criticism against this, but... Actually, looking at the press release, and if they live up to what they're offering as far as the little workshops and stuff that they're doing, I don't think $50 is unreasonable at all. And I'm not... I'm not if it was just an online community um, where women can interact freely without... Because wrestling the wrestling the fandom is pretty toxic at times, and women have a hard time of it. Re- female wrestling fans have a really hard time of it. If it was just an online community, chat room forum sort of thing then 50 dollars isn't on but actually i think they are providing like real value with the workshops and like social media workshops and all that stuff marketing and i i i'm all for it personally I, it's, yeah.
4: it works out like something like four and four four dollars a month really
3: yeah, yeah, it's 50, 50 bucks a year
4: you would you'd buy a an over expensive coffee for that and then instead of buying an over-expensive coffee, you get loads of other cool stuff online. You know, there's I think you know, there's, there's streaming platforms that offer less, that are cost more. So when you break it down like that, I think the 50, I think I get it though, because when the if, you, if the first thing you see is 50 pounds a year, you're not looking at the per year, you're looking at 50 pounds. If they'd said four pound a month, people would have gone, ah, reasonable. But it's because everybody looks at the price rather than the, uh, the time scale.
3: Same price as what culture extra, but I think you get a bit more. There you go. <laughs> Just a little
2: bit more. Yeah, I would like to hear what women think about this, uh, if any listen to the show. But moving on, John Moxie defeated Darby <laughs> Allen in the main event, and I was loving this because the two peas from the same pod. These two is almost like watching Looper. Sorry, Bruce Willis and the lad from Third Rock from the Sun. Like what they did here, like how. After the match, John Moxley was Crayland, Derby. Like, I'm sorry, past me or whatever. Uh, what did you think, Tom?
4: I liked it. I think these guys worked really well together. I don't think. I, I think it was a foregone conclusion that Moxley was winning. Like, obviously, we were, You know, it's it's a tough one when you're booking a wrestling show and you've blatantly got a match. Down the line in your crosshairs, which is Moxley versus MJF, and you're clearly booking towards that. So when you have another match along the way, you have to go a long way to suspend the disbelief of, oh, could Darby pull off an upset and and go to and go to the pay per view to face MJF? And we all know it won't. But regardless of that, there was I think there was at least one moment where it was like a 2.999 recurring on the count. So there was a, there was a moment where I got a bit of a whoa nearly there nice so but the match was great like these guys just have beautiful chemistry together and Darby's going to Darby's going to be a, a, he already is a star it's 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 wrong to say he's going to be he clearly already is and uh, I'm enjoying seeing him it's nice to see like a year on already where you've got so many Great homegrown guys with AEW who are about to take over the world. MJF clearly about to become the next AEW World Champion. Darby Allen not far behind there as well. And it's because they've had this nice mixture of older talent and younger talent, and to to build on that. And Darby, I think, massive part of the landscape to come in AEW in this it.
2: It's no wonder you do the majority of podcasts on this channel, isn't it, Tom? Just so beautiful (laughs) world. Uh, any of the thoughts there on AW Mr. Bacitti oh, Tom, Tom's missed. hit the
3: nail on the head there totally he has hasn't
2: he he's hitting all the nails <laughs> so we'll carry on and move on to the next segment right now let's have a running in our
4: mail bags
2: <laughs> and now it's time to have a little look in the mailbag. number one good day diddlers thanks to the great content you continue to put out I suffered with toothache last week And your content was a welcome distraction. Feeling better now, it got me thinking. Is there anything more painful? The time I had a Greg's Chicken Bake spill on me, in brackets, the filling is hotter than the surface of the sun, is the only thing I can think of. So my question is, what is your most physically painful experience and what is the most painful one you've seen in wrestling? Cheerio, Mike Oxmoor. Oh, that was supposed to be my small. That was good, oh, that. I like that one. Yeah, yeah sorry no. to hear about that chicken bake. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's
2: a good question because we all like people in pain. Uh, as a kid, I was playing, oh, I don't know how old it would be. It's been lower school. So maybe six. So I don't know. Uh, we were playing Tig, me and this, this big lad. And I had some, uh, you know, the little packets of raisins you get. And I'm like, oh whatever. I threw one a raisin, and it hit him. And I went tig, and he went no, no, no. He didn't have a pack of raisins. What he did get was a rock from off the floor. And big lad, Ridge Holland lad, threw it, and just to get, just to take me, and it split my lip. And when you're six years old, that's that's quite a painful experience because it just goes like that. It's literally just if you, I don't know, took a big pair of scissors. And so I had to go to hospital crying, like, ah, and. They can't put you under, apparently. Oh, these these sadistic gets didn't. Um, So, you know, to stitch, stitch up a lip to a six-year-old, and this one was like, come on, let's read this story. Just, you know, try not to get distracted. I'm like,
3: ah! <laughs> so I'll say that one. Lots of happy memories. have got a little scar. You, I got, I'm, yeah, a little tiny one you. here. Have you? I, got, yeah. I had a, a birthmark on my lip, and I had it lasered off, and I've got a little scar bit round there. Oh. It's not nice lip stuff, is it? What was the birthmark? Uh, it, it looked like... um. It looked like either I had a little bit of lipstick on there or herpes. But it, I used to get bullied for it growing up, obviously, um, amongst other things. And so I was like, no, Mom, I want this off. And we had this thing and it felt like a, an elastic band flicking against uh, my lip. Um, and um, yeah, I only took a few sessions, but it's gone now. But you can still see it. So like if, you, if I gave you a close up of my lip, which I will do when COVID is over, um, you can see the little dots and scarring. there.
2: Interesting. Is that also your pick for most pain? No, no, no! Torah bollock.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no! That's they're writing a letter in the mailbag next week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Um, no, I. Uh, <clears throat> my my kite, uh, or it might have been my brother's kite, flew away and uh, went to try and get it. But to get it, we needed to climb over a barbed wire fence. Um, oh no! You see, you see oh, where this is no. going, L- little little Adam Pachisi, eight years old. He's 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 only got his shorts on. Uh, oh, no. Went went as I went down, a barbed wire barb went through the yeah. I, I imagine a lot of people at home are doing the same and taking their headphones off. Went through my um my my scrotum. You can still hear me, Matthew. Scrotum. Went through my scrotum. Went through the scrotum. It didn't it didn't actually touch the testicle. Um, but it, it did it did tear the tear the scrotum. So that's the most. That was really really painful. I'm fortunate, and you know what? i have not had to deal with that much pain in, in my life. Um, but that, that wasn't very fun. And I, I took a tennis ball to the to the to the plums once, and that wasn't very nice either. Thomas,
4: <laughs> uh, when I was at um, when I was at nursery school. I, vaguely, I, I don't remember this, but I've been told it many times because like, my mum had to come and get me. I was what It was sort of like a playtime bit. We were all wandering around. And I, for some reason, Adventurous Little Soul had, had put my hand between the gap between the wall and the door, you know, where the uh, where the join would go in to where you'd put the door in. My hand was being pushed through there. Then the teacher came in and the teacher was shutting the door behind her, but she shut it with quite a lot of force. So she went, whoom! And I was told that this was relayed to, to my mum, was that as that happened, like, I, I couldn't scream because I was in that much pain. So the teacher didn't know I was there. So the teacher went, why is that door not shutting? Oh, no. Whang! Whang! And then it was at that point, apparently after a couple of whangs, where I let out a bellow like, like a terrified child and just completely... I mean, there's no marking there now, but like completely just... Rip the skin all off of my, off my hand and my knuckles all around there. Oh, God, it was horrible by all accounts. Because I was too young and probably have blotted that out of my mind. But I remember that being quite a, a distinctive, fun memory.
3: What about in wrestling? <laughs>
4: um, there was this bit with the door. No. Um, the, most, the worst one I think I ever saw in wrestling was probably Sid Vicious 2000 yeah. and yeah, well. Star K 2000, coming off the top rope with a, yeah. your standard top rope boot only to to land and just literally you watch the 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 foot of Sid vicious like crumble like it's paper yeah. and oh it's amazing didn't... that
3: you can literally just say sid's leg to any wrestling fan and they know two words sid's leg sid's that's leg Sid. this
4: is oh it was grim and i, I remember watching I... that and it's just and the fact that wcw the the officials just said well that's terrible but we've got to carry on because we've got a to... We're about to do a and mystery it's, reveal. It's
3: going around like that, isn't it? It's wobbling
4: it's, there, and there's animal walking down in a mask. because They've got to do the bit where they reveal that he's in a new faction. Like, just stop the thing and tend to that man. His leg is literally on a hinge. Go and see to him. But yeah, that's that's my that's my pick for worst wrestling injury as well.
2: So he got out the limo, came down. It's like ah, see Sid with his yeah. leg folded up like one of those old school telescopes you see pirates <laughs> have, and he's like kick. And Scott Steiner pinned him. And they're like, aha, because of Road Warrior Animal, Steiner was able to beat Sid. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, what are we going to do in that position? In terms of injuries, I mean, there's horrific ones such as, I was going to say, Hayabusa's uh, career ending one. Because it's these ones that you just wish you could unsee, but you can't. So I'm going to go with that one, keep us a happy one, and have nothing happy to say about it. Uh, yeah, Pachiti, what's yours? And yeah. it please not involve a bollock.
3: No, no bollocks here. Uh, Sid's Sid's leg was the one that sprang to mind. Um, if, I guess the weed whacker. I've seen various weed whacker spots. They're, they're pretty gruesome. They don't look very fun at all. Um, live, it would be. Um, it's nothing mental or anything, but it would be um, Orton Lesnar from uh, from SummerSlam 2016. I was there live for that one, and that was pretty pretty daunting, I guess. But no, I. Yeah, there are so many. We don't need to recap all the horror rest. Of yeah, there is, do we? On.
2: We'll move on, keep it happy, as that question was from Cox small. Topecon hey ho, gentlemen. Earlier today, I was reading articles about the WWE Hall of Fame because working at a hotel during a global pandemic is, as you Brits say, rather pants.
3: We do say Nobody that. Nobody said that since, like,
5: 2004.
3: <laughs> but Sorry, thing... carry on. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> but one thing <laughs> that came into my
2: mind... What if more than just people went into the WWE Hall of Fame? So that leads to my question for you. If you have to choose one match, one promo, and one finisher to put into the WWE Hall of Fame, what would it be and why? Thanks for everything you guys do. You truly brighten up my boring Friday nights at work because no one wants to stay in a hotel during a pandemic. Wishing you the best. Trevor from Ohio said like New Japan Crown, so... From Ohio, Ohio. <laughs> anyway, so one match, one promo, one finisher in the WWE Hall of Fame. Do you want first there, Tom?
4: Okay. Are we going to do? Are we? Are we each going to do a match, then a promo, or should we do? Should we just try to do match, promo, uh, finisher at the same time?
3: You choose, Tom.
4: Do it however right. you want. Okay. I'll do them all. I'll do them all. I'll fly through them. Uh, match in the Hall of Fame. uh I'll be boring. Rock Austin, Mania 17. Stick that in. Promo, uh, I did it for The Rock, I did it for the people. Uh, and finisher, Doink the Clown's Whoopi Cushion, because it was one of the only finishers that was brave enough to have a sound effect attached to it. I
3: there love the go. fact that you, you started quite serious there and then you thought, that's not fun enough. I'll just yeah. say some bollocks. Yeah. Screw it. a
4: roller, it's a roller coaster ride, that is, of an answer. <laughs> uh,
3: I'll go with uh, Shane versus Kurt. Love that match. I watched it the other day. That's a Hall of Fame-worthy match. So Sh- Shane is part of the first induction into the Hall of Fame of matches. Uh, finisher, Jack Hammer. Love a Jack Hammer. Um, and promo, who's your daddy? Montreal it has got to be. Oh. <laughs> Have I stolen yours, Matthew?
2: No, uh, I was just remembering that one because I hear that and I hear the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the rest is, boo! Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> one match... Probably WLC, great, underrated, mm. completely underrated. One of those Legit. ones where people were going, "This is going to be the
3: stupidest, worst match ever," and I watched it. And went, nah, mate, honestly, the unnecessary bumps that they took in that match, so good. I'm all for it. Yeah, all of WLC, one finisher,
2: Jerry Lynn's cradle pile driver,
4: nice.
2: One promo. Oh. See, I was going to just say Stein of Math, But because you've said that, me and my friends sometimes get together and watch Who's Your Daddy, Montreal? And then we watch the one where Rock properly turns Hollywood. Because he comes out. Oh, where is it? Because it's somewhere in Canada. Because it's it, first time in like 2003. And he comes out and goes, no, 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 don't chant. Hey, Rockies suck. So, Rocky. Yay, hooray. All right. He said the name of our city. That's where I live. That we live here. in... I said Montreal. Ah, oh, I'm ruining this. I'm sorry, but the one year, the <laughs> first one. Damn it! I'm so sorry. Any other day, any other time of the day, I could say this word for word, but I can't remember one word now. Called... Just say hard times. Hard times. Wait, we'll move on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hard times for Matthew. Trying to remember anything. I <laughs> yeah. all. That's CTE. Um, no. Rock turns Hollywood for the first time. Okay. Okay, that one.
4: Nice.
2: you? <sighs> Do you know what I mean, though?
3: Yeah, I—I I, yeah. I mean, I've seen it before. I couldn't tell you where it was, and I haven't seen it probably since 2003 or whenever it happened. But I do—I I do remember it.
2: That's where we live. We live. And- <laughs> Shut up.
3: Is that the first time you ever hear
2: anyone say your name? <sighs> anyway, hello, Matthew and the substitute teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <What? laughs> Given that this week's podcast is two-thirds subbing in for the regulars, I was just kind of this. Hey, well, okay, we'll pretend that a okay, Fabe. I was wondering, what is your favorite time that a wrestler had to substitute for another? For me, it's got to be Kofi Kingston replacing Mustafa Ali in the Elimination Chamber and everything that followed from it. Cheers for all the great content. Eddie Edwards, in brackets, no, not that one. Oh, okay. Ask <laughs> asking where all that impact footage is. That's a good question. Substitute teachers, Uh
3: I'm I'm going to go with TLC 2017. And there's two options there, but I'm going to go. It was 2017, wasn't it? Uh, Kurt replacing Roman Reigns um, in the, the shield. And it was fantastic. Not because it was a great match, but it was fun. It was fun. But seeing dad Kurt come out in his shield outfit, going like that, not really knowing what to do with his face was just wonderful.
2: I'll go with Daniel Bryan kind of replacing CM Punk after that whole palaver. Then he ended up just getting his entire push, and he was just like, oh, no, he's gone. What are we going to do? Hail Mary. Oh, that worked out all right. Daniel Bryan headlining WrestleMania. Everything's all right.
4: Okay. Uh, for it? mine, um, I want to take you back to one of the lesser-known eras of wrestling, the Elevated Enzymes era of professional wrestling. Uh, and it was the night that the Big Show replaced the Great Carly in the Punjabi prison match because we had this stunning visual of Great Khali, well, it was Great Carly and Big Show walking down the corridor going, oh, we're going to beat up Undertaker, that'll be a laugh. And then Teddy Long saying, oh, by the way, hey, Carly, your enzymes are up could tell. So you're out of the match, Big Show, you're in the Punjabi prison and then it's Big Show, the man that they've never really booked properly. Seven foot monster, crying his eyes out as he's walking towards the ring to face The Undertaker in a match that nobody knew what was going to happen in. It was the hottest of hot messes and it's my pick as a, a strong night where somebody was replaced.
2: They <laughs> should have done the old Iron Sheik shoot interview story It Carly, goes, Great Khali, <laughs> you, you've got Positive elevated enzymes. Ah, oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. No, 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 no. no. That, that's bad pos- No, sh- No, shiny baby. Positive, good, <laughs> negative, bad. <laughs> Love that story. And that was all the questions. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your wonderful questions, observations, and variations on calling us all diddlers. If you have any of your own to share, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. time for reese's pieces hey you bunch of diddlers in brackets and tom and adam since the talk of the week has been raw underground i have decided to make a reese's pieces submission based on shoe fighting Ooh, based shoot, on the not shoe it sounded like you said shoe, there. <laughs> shoe, shoe, shoe fighting shoot oh sorry who
4: fights with a shoe shoot fighting. who throws a shoe
2: Sorry, it's it's only the south of England that pronounce all those pesky words in those letters. (laughs) We're just vowels up in the North East. Shoe-farting. Based on the given options, who would you rather have a shoot fight with? Now, I'm going to go around the table. Start off with Tom, then Adam, then me. Fastest thought first. Walter or Brock Lesnar?
4: Walter. Walter.
2: I prefer dying via Walter. I've got to say, mm. Matt Riddle or Nick F. Engage Riddle, Riddle. Hope
3: he's stoned.
2: <laughs> Nick F. Engage. What are you on about? What a great way to die! <laughs> S- Bloody hell! Saddam Hussein or Osama bin Laden? In, In brackets, Laden. I know Adam has Osama's number.
3: Bin Laden. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to think of it was on a stream or something uh, about which. Uh, which evil people that I could feasibly take in a, in a fight. And and bin Laden was something like six foot five, six foot six. He was a big lad, but I still reckon, because he's all, he's, he's gangly, he's all arms and legs, I reckon I could have mm. had him, so I, I'd like to prove that.
4: Uh, I'll say Saddam. I'll say in the past I'll take Saddam, so WrestleMania 7 can come from its rightful location.
3: Nice. Oh, God. Nice.
2: Yeah, I'm too much of a Slaughter fan to take on Saddam, so out of respect for <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, I'll take on Osama. Dan seven or Bart Gun? Bart
3: Gun. <laughs> Bart Gun. Yeah.
2: Is this all because you've seen Butterbean nearly to cupping? No, him, no, so no you he's a hard you can man. Take him. Yes, he's a hard man. He's just not Dan <laughs> Tom's seven. Like, yeah. <laughs> all
5: right.
2: Yeah, Tom and Butterbean. You know, are in the <laughs> same was, fight family.
4: We're pretty much the same body type. Both. We've got the semi-deflated Bounty Castle look going on. So I'm all down for knocking <laughs> out Bart Gun.
2: <laughs> Dan seven. Nothing. Because I've got his shirt. got nothing. Marco is it a grey a... shirt covered in sweat? Oh, why did you not sell it with the pits like
4: prematurely like, printed on? That's Seven should sell a T-shirt which has pre-altered sweat gland drawings on it.
2: <laughs> and it's got the NWA world title on the belly. The, it, the UFC ultimate, ultimate title on the shoulder. Oh, and just sweat here. <laughs> it's so all the good. sweat. Marco Stunt and Hornswoggle in a two-on-one fight or Ken Shamrock?
4: Stunt and uh, Swoggle, obviously. Yeah, you and be, swoggle. You'd have
2: to be mental. I'd probably take okay. on Ken. Yeah, of course, here we go. Because he's old.
4: Oh, you know, mate, no, he's, he's tough. Yeah, he, honestly. Yeah, he
3: watched he, Impact lately. He's, he's, he's not... He might not be a w- spring chicken, but he's still... It's like a spring elephant. Yeah, but, he's,
2: he's, he can go. I reckon my logic is Marco and Hornswoggle combined can probably catch me there's no way Ken's catching us.
4: Oh, you say that he's like he's like Logan of the wrestling world. Like he left WWF in '99 and just dead? fought. No, it just he was just fighting. I feel like his whole life was in grayscale when he left WWF in '99 and just fought people and then turned up in Impact. Nah,
2: no, I just run because I saw him versus uh, Kimbo. That's not the... F- you can't just run. It's a shoot yeah. fight. Who are you going like to fight? Those... It's not who yeah. are you going to outrun. What the we hell could, is this?
4: We can all go, right, we're I'm all going to face him and then we're going to run.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's
3: right. Well, I also... No, no, I'm going to take him down. I'm going to give him no, a leg. Like, <laughs> work it in just... Yeah, you're, you're going to tire him out and then bang. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Then hit with a people's elbow. Mr. Happy or Barry the Shark?
2: I'm taking Barry.
4: You take on Barry. Yeah, sorry. It's business, in it? I'm having Barry. Oh, I know his weaknesses. If I pull my hand um, out, he's buggered.
3: <laughs> well, don't do that. Out. Oh,
4: kayfabe, innit?
3: God. Um, Robert, I'm going to take Barry as well because I don't really want to murder my cat, the only thing that I love. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mum and dad. Oh. <laughs> I've met
2: both of them. I don't <laughs> want to be out of context. Audio but you've either. only
4: slept with one.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I can't be on stream saying I'm killing the cats so I'll say "po the Shark.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's fine, mate.
2: Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold?
3: Hogan. Hogan.
2: <laughs> Hogan. <laughs> That'd be funny, though, to fight Hogan. <laughs> Jack the Jobber
3: or Ross Twiddell? <sighs> hmm.
4: I think Ross. I'll have a go with Ross.
3: Yeah, I reckon Jack could get it. Jack's nippy, isn't he? And, like... yeah i I would go for ross i don't think i'd stand a chance against either of them but jack i feel like once he got going it's going to be bang he's going to nut me and then kick my head in jack's a tinderbox
4: the moment that jack goes we're everyone in this office just run the moment that jack finally snaps we all need to get out of the country we're done
2: i i can't fight ross he's too lovely a human being but there's definitely some pent-up aggression that Jack needs to release. And I'd be like, come
3: on. Man, that's a paper. <laughs> come on, lad, I'll
2: snap you like a twiggler. However. You, you two, every comment, <laughs> if I ever click on the
3: podcast, every comment is just like, when is Jack going to snap at Matthew uh-huh. next? <laughs> people, people want that. Do it.
2: The best one was the one where Jack gets properly annoyed. I'm thinking he's joking. And it was with nothing was happening. I think I ever agreed with him or just said something, but he misheard or didn't hear. I just thought I was being like, hoo, 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 look at Jack, and he went, stop it. He like said that one teacher's had enough oh, of I'm all the kids it. making fun of his surname. <laughs> or, I've <laughs> had enough of you, Matthew. And he was like, oh, great.
4: You should fight on Twitch. I'd like that. Mm, be good, that. Think of all the bits you get.
2: Scott Steiner or Bobby Lashley? Well, they're pretty much <laughs> the same as Jack and Ross, so...
4: Uh Steiner. I'll st- go down swinging at the of Steiner.
3: He's, he's shown he's shut, didn't he, it yeah. last? That's sad. Uh, well, I'm going to beat him up to make him feel better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll take on Bobby because I can't kick a man when he's down. Uh, Vince or Shane McMahon? Vince. Vince. Have him. It's going to be good night, Vince. Good right? night, Padre. Mm. he <laughs> hits that Max Stunner at all hour. Uh, thank you very much. P.S. Bring back puppet Jack. He well, does not deserve to be laying in the office <laughs> on oh, <no. laughs> gathering dust and jizz. Oh, oh look! He's all Oh he's
3: back as hey. I found him upstairs. He's going mouldy, Matthew.
4: Oh he's Oh was no, stink. that'll be all the jizz.
3: Very sad. Oh. he's got the COVID. Oh. No, don't no, oh. say that,
2: no, oh. no,
5: no. Great, <laughs> right, can
3: you
5: do that? Oh, oh no, that'd be the last while. thing we ever see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you've got me now on a on a, a pull string because I have to do what you say. Because if not,
3: you'll just send him <laughs> out the window and in the room. I'll post him over to you. I'm sure you're missing him, so I'll post bit him over. Bit
5: by
3: bit. <laughs> oh, thank you. A corona-ridden. Jizz filled puppet.
2: Oh. It's exactly what I need right now. We'll make each other feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Michael Lackers, a.k.a. Mike Lackers. I'm glad he spelled that out for you
5: there. <laughs> I, I yeah. would have got that. Michael, Michael and Lackers.
2: Oh, I can't say that. Thank you very much for those. If you have any of Reese's pieces to send, send them the same place as the mail, which is mailbag at coldaholic.com.
5: It's Cultaholics! Big
2: question Wow, what a jizz-filled podcast. And the big question for those still <laughs> staying all towards the end is who will Retribution be? Or should who should they be? And if you've not been watching Raw, like the rest of the country, judging by the ratings, Retribution were the people who showed up to throw a Molotov cocktail at the big WWE generator like it was one of the missions on Hitman 2, which I've been playing during lockdown. And it's an interesting thing to have somebody being against WWE itself, and it's just going to lead to something somehow, going to be anti-WWE. So who should be in Retribution? Who should be the leader of Retribution? And where is this going to go? Adam, I've got it figured what are I've your got thoughts? It figured
3: out. Well, the, the name says it all. What happened just over three months ago? They laid a load of people off. Oh. They furloughed a bunch of people. I'm not going to go with the obvious one. I'm not going to go with the wrestlers that they laid off. I'm going to go with all of the agents that they furloughed because you've got some bloody great names in there. So it's headed up by Kurt Angle, who I think was actually laid off, but let's just throw him in. Uh, We've got a great tag team in Billy Kidman and Shane Helms. Classic WCW superstars together. They were furloughed. They can still go, probably, maybe. Uh, Fit Finley is in there, 100%. He's the bloody workhorse, probably, <laughs> if he can still. And finally, uh, Serena Deeb was was laid off. So, because there was a woman there as well. You could hear a woman's voice. So Serena Deeb is that woman. And even... You've got two options for the bloody Nick Patrick, the crooked, re- crooked ref of the group, uh, either Mike Yoda, who they actually fired, didn't furlough, or if you want a furloughed one, Scott Armstrong. Have it.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
3: <laughs> I gave it some thought.
2: I was going to say, yeah, I could tell you thought about that before the question's been brought it's up, time. so that's nice. And I think might as well just end the podcast there because that's <laughs> yeah, a <like> good <laughs> idea.
3: That's probably the best idea they could do. Again, retribution. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't involve the, the problem of firing people and then bringing them back for less money, which I don't like. These were just furlough people who were going to come back anyway. It would it would provide some real stinkers. <laughs> so the matches <laughs> would be dreadful.
2: Yeah, and it does fit in with the criteria for Raw, where it's old people from the 90s making an appearance every week. So yeah, it probably is going to happen. My God. Mike Chioda joins Raw Underground. <laughs>
4: That'd be amazing Thomas. to see. Okay. Um, see, my answer is nowhere near as exciting as that. I, my, my instinct is just a bunch of NXT lads. And I was looking at the footage quite extensively. And obviously there's a female voice in there. And um, the, the name that sprung out to me was Sarah Logan. Then I remember she was pregnant. So that's not going to be a thing that happens. Uh, but I think it's going to be an assortment of guys from NXT in some way, shape or form. And I was thinking of who, they, who it could be. Now, there was a big lad at the end. Who, the guy who threw the Molotov cocktail was quite a beefy lad. Uh, I have a feeling that's Brendan Vink. I have a feeling um. that's going to be Brendan Vink. Now, he's one of these guys that WWE is very high on at the moment. I would maybe see it being Brendan Vink being the bigger guy in that group. I could see maybe a Shane Thorne amongst there as well as an excuse to bring Thorne up. Um and just a couple of other... Assort- I don't think it's about the names in the group, though. I think it's going to be uh, about the leader. It's going to be somebody possibly like even a Shane McMahon who leads them uh, to-, to basically take over Raw and SmackDown again, like he used to back in the day. And uh, it's- that, I think, is what it's... It's the... It's the idea of of uh, somebody from within the company who's bringing it down. So is it a coincidence that on the week that Shane McMahon returned to this raw underground malarkey was the week where they had a whole bunch of technical problems? Mm, just pointing that out there. I think it's Shane McMahon leading a bunch of NXT lads.
3: I like it. I like really the like, like the idea specifically of Thorn and Vink because they were used on WWE TV. Then they mm. went no because the ratings are crap. It must be your fault. Get rid of them. And I bet there's other names that don't aren't popping into my head right now of people who were used on Raw very very briefly and then told go away. I think so maybe a, the retribution is there. It's like or
4: Angelo Dijannet well. was another one. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I got his name right. Dijannet. He's a guy that was used very uh, very frequently during the. During the lockdown era of wrestling, it'd be a way to bring him in. But again, I don't think it's about bringing in names. I think it's just going to be to, to the greater audience, some unknowns, but led by somebody who says, these are guys that you threw out and uh, you said they weren't worth anything. And hey, look at this. You said they're not worth anything. They just buggered up your show last week. Clearly they're worth something. And now see what they do. So I think it's going to be that. I don't think it's about any names. I think it's a, an assortment of people seeking retribution.
2: Wow, well, those are two very well thought out and eloquently put things. <laughs> Here we go. So I'm completely knackered right now.
4: So I'm gonna go. You with always the have to go last. Stupid it's not idea. Fair. Five I doinks. I know, right? <laughs> it's five doinks, mate. The,
2: the clowns are us. Are back. <laughs>
5: I'm
2: gonna go with to tie in NXT with WWE, not the new Nexus, as some people may say and not the people who've been thrown back to NXT back when they couldn't do the thumb Raw, like you were just saying. I'm going to say it's actually to set-up, this white-hot match at NXT Take Hour, as they call it up here. And it's actually Pat McAfee's retribution. <laughs> Antivirus. That's right there, because they want Adam Cole and the other lads to be good guys when they come up to the main roster. And the only way to do that is to have big, bad, beefy Pat McAfee come out as their head diddler, of retribution. He comes out, he's throwing the Molotov cocktail. He didn't actually throw it. If you look back, he actually kicked it from 40 yards away. (laughs) That's Big Pat McAfee. And he comes out and he just comes out and goes, look, you know what? I think wrestling is stupid. I only took this for the money. God, you paid me so much. You pay me better than you pay the wrestlers because I'm famous from something else. Ha ha ha. And I'll prove to you that WWE doesn't even need wrestlers. I've got my lads here. And it's John Stewart of The Daily Show. You know, that famous SummerSlam guy, the maker of <laughs> Vince Russo himself. He's back and he's even more old and out of shape than he was previously. Uh, the female voice, Snooki, who did that WrestleMania nice. moment that was way did, better did, than it like, had any right to be. That, that's amazing. her finisher. It's also a nice. trademark. It's also the only move she can do. She's not a trained wrestler. And the point is finally proven by Retribution that people aren't interested in seeing good wrestling. It's never drawn, never will be. It'll never be 1987 again. They're there to see famous people who are cool, who have good Twitters, who have good social medias, who can kick a ball from 40 yards away with a blindfold on. I've been reading Pat McAfee's Wikipedia page while you've been doing War and Peace. And I think that will somehow tie into the idea of retribution. I don't know how because I've been making this up as I go along. But I think the pick Pat McAfee coming out and that three-person team will somehow take on the undisputed error when they come up Wait, there's, five, word, there's,
3: five. there's five. There's five. There's loads. That's right. Is, is That's Lawrence right. Taylor still
2: alive? Lawrence Bring Taylor. Head, Headline yes. WrestleMania 11. BLT. OJ Simpson <laughs> declined to appear at WrestleMania 12. Father Christmas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> appeared at Survivor Series, 1992. Yes. <laughs> Big name value. I've had i I've had
4: another idea based oh. a bit on Matthew's one. Uh fantasy booking brain on. Um Pat McAfee leading the group is an excellent idea. What if, right, what if the group is the Undisputed Era sans Adam Cole? What if Pat ends up fighting Cole and the Era turn on Cole? Join up with Pat. That gives us one down. That gives us one down. Who's Roderick Strong's wife?
2: Mrs. Roderick Strong.
4: Maria Menoun. Is it Maria Menounes? What? Is it? Hang on, Roddy. Roddy's wife is is uh, is a fighter. Hang on, Roddy, strong wife. Uh, is Marina Shafir? My apologies, Marina um, Shafir. Of course, yeah, of course it oh, is. It's Shafir. Jesse Manduke's best friend. Um, <laughs> uh, so, off the top of my head, Pat, Bobby, Kyle, Strong, Shafir.
3: Why are they doing it on Raw, Tom? I don't know Bored Bored in the house Bored in the house Bored None of us know What day of the week it is Because of lockdown anyway They just (laughs) just cocks it up Because they hear Shake things up
4: There you (laughs) go go. That'll do it That'll do it
2: Yeah I could see that retribution For being associated With Adam Cole And Adam Cole doesn't even Adam Cole doesn't know Until he goes to NXT And was like Where's the lads (laughs) <laughs> well,
5: Keith, have you seen
2: Roderick Strong or his wife, Maria Menunez anywhere? And he goes, uh, I think you should watch WWE Raw on the world-winning <laughs> WWE Network for this 9 And he goes, all right. And he puts the camera there. He's, he's there looking at it going. That's how wrestlers watch stuff. And then that's how he fans out. And then Pat McAfee's, you know, coming out to the NFL on Fox theme. And uh, that's how you know it's Pat McAfee.
3: I, I don't, don't know great how Tom... This. I don't know how Tom came up with a worse idea than Snooky, but he's just smashed it there <laughs> well done but, yeah, but then what happens is that <laughs> Adam <did> Cole <laughs> no, leads, no.
4: Leads, leads Lawrence Taylor Snooki OJ Simpson <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as, the, as, the, as the undesired era and <laughs> <laughs> after the races we go
2: yeah and he gets on the mic and goes we did it we did it <laughs> oh, we did it because of Snooky. and you can take Snooky and she can go back to whatever Yay. she did before this pick up
3: yes <laughs> nice are we done <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. It's gone long, this one, hasn't it? It certainly has.
2: Certainly has. And we all get long around you two gentlemen. Thank you very much for (laughs) stepping in at the last minute while those two poor lads, Jack and Ross, formerly of the Undisputed Era, now of Retribution, can have a rest. Uh, Pachiti, before you leave, can you tell the fine people what they have to look forward to on the Cultaholic channel, Involving Yourself?
3: Oh, we've got some cool stuff coming up, actually. We've got a couple of big ranks coming up. Because I'm obviously, as I say, I'm away next week. So we've got two ranks in the next 10 days or so. So we've got every WWE women's champion ranked from worst to best. And we've got every Vince McMahon match ranked from worst to best as well. One goes about 35 minutes, one goes about an hour. They're going to be great. And also, tune in on Saturday night for the last stream ever. Uh, as I watch. Uh, we're going to do live reactions to Money in the Bank 2011 over on YouTube and then head over to twitch.tv forward slash uh, where we're going to dick about and watch some QVC.
2: Wow. Tom?
4: Uh, on the podcast, uh, usual Daily News podcast, if you don't subscribe, which you obviously do, of course you do, you listen to this. Uh, if you, Daily News... Uh, every single day, Monday to Friday, classic war review, classic smackdown review. On Wednesday, desert island graps with AJ Gray. That's the thing. It happened at a time recording two a.m. Uh, we sat and had a chat, and uh, it's one of those where I may have to, I may have to probably sign for some extra hours this week. The amount of editing of swear words I have to do. <laughs> so we might just set it out as explicit. But it's a really good chat we do. You can check out Roy Johnson. He was on the show this week, uh, giving us his three wrestling matches. Loads of good stuff there. Um, if, you download, if you listen to the podcast, thank you. We're there all the time. Brand new Twitch show on a Friday. By the time this has gone out, we've, you've probably missed the first one. So we've got all the, the kinks out of it. Uh, next Friday, at 2 p.m. British Standard Time. Uh, Love you by Friday. Start on twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. Come and say hello.
3: Get involved in the Twitch. We're doing loads. We've got mm. Owen's doing shows with Jack. We've got Andrew, one of our editors. Matthew's going to do something. Uh, you didn't know that, Matthew, but you are. Um, <laughs> you, you told me about
2: <laughs> five, five weeks ago. You still responded to what is I'm doing. No, no, no half haven't
3: been able to do it because we haven't, we've not been in the office and we don't have the streaming kit. We, yeah. It will happen. It will happen. There's loads, loads. Twitch twitch so that do was tom
2: it. at 2 a.m uh pacitti was on his second fruit pastel by then <laughs> oh. i'll be doing nothing but dying and catching up on one piece so we can have that to look forward to but until next time we see you fine folks watching this at home please 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 put your hands near the camera for no not the love heart thing oh yeah you don't watch this far do you so you put the heart the hand there uh. and i count to three say what we always say which is one two three Join us. Join us. Join us.
3: Join us.